What is even up? I don't know. We have to find out with your boy Kredman <laughs> and my boy Hackenstein. Welcome to the hypnotic hootout. Yes, welcome to the hypnotic sweat out. Oh, where yes. You can watch two game developers lose their mind and melt. <laughs> it is indeed terrible over here. So, like last week. Oh, hey, Hayana. Mm -hmm. um, so like last week, we're not going to close the window. So if you hear cars driving by like right now, yeah, well, tough shit. So <laughs> this is bad enough already. Ugh. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. I have good news. Oh, wow. Yes. It has come. See, that's the thing. I was just about to ask it because, um, you know, when... Jana and Friedrich were on vacation. Yeah. They said they hadn't watched it and I told them, you know, you didn't miss anything, no updates in Metroscape, and she didn't know what it was yet. So I guess if you can like summarize that adventure in okay. two minutes. So uh, <laughs> in July I had my birthday and well, I decided, well, for this year I just, I want a new mattress because the old one is really wonky and I thought like you sleep so much in your life, especially me. I, I exaggerate amount of time in bed, to be honest. <laughs> anyway, well, I said okay, let's just let's let's just make my parents buy me new mattress for my birthday. <laughs> it will cost me my um, my Christmas present as well because as it turns out, mattresses are really expensive <laughs> and well they found um they found a mattress called the emma emma one which is suited for all and i wanted to have like a big one so i wanted 180 by two meters and a medium hard so um, my parents made the um the stellung Oh, they ordered it for you. They ordered it, yeah. They made the order. Uh, I think it arrived like a couple of days before my birthday. And uh, it's the beginning of July, my birthday. <laughs> and it was the wrong size. It was two by two meters, didn't fit in the frame. Um, we tried it. I, I thought about just keeping it anyway, because it's kind of a good deal, but it was annoying that it just overlapped on the, on the frame. And then, um, yeah, we send it back because they have a cool return policy. We did it via Amazon, shame on me. And my parents, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame it on them. Well, they, they took it the, the day after we, we uh, wanted to return it. So I didn't have a mattress anymore because we got, got rid of the other one when the first one arrived. And well, then I wanted to have a hard one instead of, instead of medium as well. So that was the reasoning. But then it took, I think, a couple of weeks before they uh, sent a replacement. And the replacement was not 180 by two meters, but 140. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to return it again. And that took quite a while because the Amazon just said, Let Emma, you, you deal with that. That's your support now. And Emma's support is shit. Um, and yeah, more than a month later, 
Now you finally it. arrived. Yeah, and it's, it's the right, right size. Wow. It's the right strength. So nice. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> what an adventure. Oh, yes. Now, well, <laughs> adventure, not quite, but. Oh, it was so annoying. And I, I honestly, I didn't believe it would come anymore. I thought like they, they had like problems with Corona or whatever, or they would get bankrupt and would never send it out. And yeah, anyway, today it came. I didn't even open the door because I thought can't, can't be the mattress. Uh, so my flatmate did. And then I had to get up out of my bed, by the way, because it was still sleeping and uh, carry it up because it comes in like a large mm. package and heavy and it turns out it was the right one so now now i've unpacked it and it's standing upright so all the smell can get out of because they have oh. quite a smell like yeah so you haven't tried it yet no not yet not to yet. see how you like the although you had the right firmness with the short one yeah the short oh. one had the right form i, I lied on that a little bit okay and it was okay um, felt good the video one felt good too it was just a bit too soft yeah and like i think the most people in germany uh ordered the hard one so because germans are so hard <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i don't like beds that are too soft either yeah. i just it's it's weird, like with this couch, if you sit on it for a couple of hours, it also starts to kind of like form yeah. into you. And I, 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 have a, I have my whole year. Yeah. <laughs> and when that, I mean, it relaxes a little bit when you don't sit on it, but uh, after a while, I find it super uncomfortable to sit hmm. because I find sort of the form of it, if it has my form, it kind of strains muscles, it feels like. Does that make sense? Yeah, I wonder what really happens there. But yeah, you. It's maybe really... like it's pushing on muscles that are not usually pushed on or something through the clinging more to is my form. Pushing or drawing them up. Well, something is wrong with that if it's too soft. <laughs> we need to invite an expert. <laughs> oh, you know, if someone knows what's up with that, uh, enlighten Please us. Let us know. <laughs> wow. So, wait, what? which episode are we on? Is it 17 or something? Yeah, it should be 17. Um. Hey, Wendersil. Yeah, 17. So that means it took five weeks, maybe more, because you only told it yeah. to me, to us. So yes. Um, so the mattress finally arrived. Just in case you missed that story just now, the mattress is there. It's the right size, the right firmness. Yes. It is still airing out. Yeah, so a couple of days. So next week I can tell you how I slept on it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it's so tune in next week. For the exciting conclusion yes. to Metro's Gate. Next week will be exciting. <laughs> yeah. An extremely high stakes situation. Cool. That's nice. It's nice when things eventually work out, I yeah. guess. I mean, it was so annoyed. I, I looked for other uh, mattresses online. <laughs> there is like uh, another company called Bet1, mm -hmm. and they have an anti cartel mattress. It's called Anti-Cartel Bodyguard Mattress. <laughs> I was so excited by this name. I had to look up why it's Anti-Cartel. And apparently it's Anti-Cartel because they don't... Um, so there's a mattress cartel, <laughs> apparently, and they uh, talk to each other about the prices. So they keep the prices in the, in the right one. And the Anti-Cartel Mattress, they do not do this. <laughs> but... Oh. 
coincidentally, it costs the same amount as the Emma, <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. So that's that. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> so it is. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I hate this. But so, yeah. any news on your side? Oh yes, yes. There's news, like news that happened like only hours after the last stream. Best news. <laughs> the best news. So I guess we're going into the into the rough stuff right at the start this time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, as I mentioned last time, I did um, did reach out to well, reach out. I know I would call it that. I wrote an email to my abusive ex, uh, confronting her about all this, um, or at least like letting her know because. I'm pretty sure that she does not see things this way. I mean, it took me four years to figure this out, so yeah. uh, safe bet, I think. Also because she keeps doing the same things, like even now the sporadic, like we talk like every six months or something and it's like, hey, how's it going or something. She writes me usually. Yeah. Uh, I think I reached out once when I uh, when I heard that she got pregnant and said, great congratulations or something. And even in those interactions, you know, she's still employing like the same mechanisms that if I don't respond fast enough um, after something that she feels uncomfortable having said, it's like, oh, are you ignoring me now on purpose, even though you know I didn't mean it and stuff like that. So it's, I think it's safe to assume that she has no idea. Right? And so I wrote her this endless uh, email. I mentioned it a couple of times. It ended up like 6,000 words, 22 pages. <laughs> I mean, honestly, even if you would write me, I'm not sure if I would go through 60 pages. I have written you but emails not, that long. Not, not 60 pages, I don't no, think 22. So. But 32 is the limit. So. 6,000 words, not pages. So that, that in my, how I have my words set up mm -hmm. to look all stylish and nice. Ah, sorry. So 22 pages, just not 60 pages. No. no. 6,000 words comes out to 22 pages in my word. Okay. So I just used both in case someone can imagine what 6,000 words is or what 20 pages are. You know, both units of. And so, um, yeah, so I sent this to her. I also, like, I went through everything that happened. Uh, okay, I realized that this always happened. There's the patterns, you know, I pointed out the patterns. Yeah. Went through the situations where I realized, oh shit, I always thought I was the perpetrator, but turns out I'm the victim. So I like hmm. told her about this and pretty much everything for the most part, I feel like, um, well, I keep going back and forth on whether I was nice about it or not. I feel like I was fairly nice about it. I'm sure she disagrees. Um, but at the same time, I was also harsh about it because I felt like I shouldn't sugarcoat it. Hmm. Um, and one or two jabs I did get in. Yeah, I mean, why not? It's how many characters? I will have to look that up. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was around. Wasn't it something like ten, eleven thousand? I think it's something like that. Actually, I, no. I I think I put it away. Um, how many characters? I can't see. This is asking. Yes, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> It was, it was quite a lot. It was long. I 
acknowledged that it was long, but it was also a long relationship and it was heavy stuff. English or German? I wrote in English because I'm more comfortable in English and also because it's a layer of distance to the stuff I'm talking about. So, oh, interesting. Um, and for the most part, you know, of course I could have written it in German, but I'm, the way that I've gotten used to talking and expressing myself, it just works best better in English grammar. Hmm. There's just something about it where I feel like I can be more specific in what I want to say than I can be in German. Which is weird because German is generally considered a language where you can be very specific. Yeah, but it's also kind of... I feel like um, the English grammar is a little bit more simplified still, like yeah. like taken more of the baggage out. Like if you added it, a language yeah. to its core, and so you have a lot of room to wield it. And I like that. Yeah, the more abstract okay, well, something is. That's the, hmm? the more abstract it is, the more room you have to wield it. Well, because... Uh, it's shorter, so I get that. No, I, I mean, in terms of... Um, how you use the words is so abstracted that I'm not like forced into any lanes basically. So I can wield it in a way that hmm. I feel like I'm a little bit more prohibited in German because we have a more strict uh, grammar. Are you talking about grammar or definitions hmm. of the words? No, the grammar itself. Okay. Some words too, but uh, mostly the grammar hmm. I feel like is. But that's, well, we can talk about that in a second. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> just not to deviate too far. Uh, so I wrote all this, uh, as I said, I made one or two little jabs because I felt like, why not? I was also angry. I mentioned that I was angry, but I also said that despite my anger and everything, I don't actually wanna, you know, shit on her life that she has now and everything. Hmm. Um, just that I wanted to say this, and that I don't ever wanna speak to her again. That she should not contact me. That I have blocked her everywhere, and I'm gonna block her email address. And I don't care if she thinks that's unfair that she doesn't get her say, um, because yeah, I basically said, you know, this has to happen on my terms. And you can't make it about you again. So guess what? <laughs> Didn't take very long. Then she made it about her. Next day, <laughs> or right? Like violated those boundaries that I said. Was, was the next day, right? You same said, evening. Said you were saying. I evening. did that the evening. We did yeah. the. I sent it just before the hootout. I sent the email, and when we were hanging out, you saw the email that came in. Um, she wrote me from a different email address because Quite she was right, aware yeah. that I had blocked her. Um, yeah, so it was maybe like six, seven hours later. So basically, not enough time to read that. <laughs> and I'm, I don't know. I haven't read the email, obviously, because I, I mean, sure, I was surely curious. not enough to read it and really think about it. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, and you, you can also tell because the subject line was "No one cares." Wink. So that was fun. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that, you know. I, yeah, well, <laughs> kind of set yourself up to that. Well, I feel like I set very clear boundaries to not have that happen. Yeah, you uh, set boundaries for a person who doesn't respect them. <laughs> and then you were like, oh my god! <laughs> Are you victim-blaming me right now? No, I'm not. I'm, wow. I'm just saying... Wow. I mean, I, you thought about sending it for, for quite a while, and I was... Kinda okay, yeah, probably, but I don't think really much good can come of this. Well, I mean, I, I mean, get like, yeah, you are. I get some cath cath catharsis. Yeah, exactly. Out of that, so um, that's the the thing. But I was sure she would find a way to mm. to react, and I was sure she wouldn't read it, and I was sure she would, if she reads it, not really take um, it take it to heart. 
All right, so, obviously she didn't, because like the first line that I did see um, when deleting it, uh, I was something like, uh, it's not healthy to send yeah. such a long email after such a long time. That was all I saw. Um, but that was already enough, of course. Um, it was really, really well. You did that really um, intelligently. If I might say so. No, oh, why? Thank you. So he he, op he saw the email, and then he dragged like the content of the emails down, so she ca he can't see anything, and then clicked an email to delete it. However, it was the first line of the email was yeah. so visible because in Thunderbird, if you pull it down any further, it just disappears. And mm -hmm. I wanted to copy the the new email address so I could block it. All right. Yeah. So that so I saw the first line, and yeah, then I. Yeah, uh, filed away, you know, far away, encrypted and locked, so I'm not so tempted. Just for my records. I like to keep records. That's why I have all the chat locks and can, like, thoroughly... It's a little bit creepy, but <laughs> amusing as well. I'm a, I'm a data hoarder. I just yeah. I just don't like to... I mean, I've always been that way. I'm, I don't like to throw things away. You might need them someday. It turns out I did, because it was really helpful to go through the... Through the logs to like see how that actually played out. Right, it's actually was really, it was really something to see this now with a little bit of distance. Just how bad it was, and for how long? For like, I was especially. I mean, of course, some of these moments, some of them I showed you, they were like almost comedic in just how yeah. dumb they are. I don't even know what to cause. It's insanity. <laughs> But uh, even like when we were good, you know, when we were talking, and I see I'm always walking on eggshells, hmm. you know, whenever something is, and she's like, oh, are you mean to say this? And I'm like, oh, no, no, sorry, sorry, I just, you know, and it was constantly, and yeah. I didn't realize for some reason. And, yeah, and so, of course, that threw me for a loop a bit, getting that message. And I have wrestled with myself um, for the better part of the week, if I want to read it or not. Um, because well, part of me wants to know like how she's how she's weaseling her way out of that, like what she's ex accusing me of to make me like turn it around. Mm. You know the the typical it's called Darvo D A R V O okay. deny attack reverse victim and uh, oppressor. What is the O? Reverse victim and oppressor maybe. Well, let's see, DAVO, that's an acronym for the, this, this, this system of what uh, abusive people do when they, so deny is clear, denying that something happened, oh, re reverse victim and offender, okay. that's the ARVO, <laughs> so denying the behavior, attacking attack. the victim and then reversing, oh, I'm the real victim, you're the... You know? <laughs> kind of kind of feels familiar to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and it's um and it's uh I mean I haven't read it, I don't wanna read it. I said I don't wanna hear it and I feel like you know there's an amount of pride to it that if I allow her to basically bait me into doing this thing again, which she always had and which I always, which I'm the sucker for, you know, I want to hear these things. I want to hear how I'm wrong. You know, I want to, I want somehow this abuse in a way. Yeah. There's a weird part of me that just really like is addicted to that. 
to this uh, to this abuse and so yeah it took me a couple of days to like get rid of that desire to just read it and get it behind me you know I have my excuses for that you know because I feel like ooh, if I know exactly what went on then then I can you know put it behind me and start wondering all the time but the thing is there's nothing of value in there I mean you, clear. you wanted to have the when you wrote the email your your idea was that you can write it and then you can't forget about it and now <laughs> there's another step you, you could take but then you would have to respond again to really so and most of all i would be annoyed again and i would yeah. think about it all the time and i would take these things on and basically this email contains violence yeah. and i have the choice whether i'm going to be inflicted with i mean a part of it i was inflicted with yeah sure with just the Partly subject uh, but I can now choose to be hurt because that's the only option there is. There's no value in reading this. There's nothing I'm going to learn there. there. She's not going to have a perspective that's going to really make everything okay. Uh, it's just going to be more violence. And so you, the, I'm not reading it. I think the argument she's going to make is it was already your first line. Yeah, That's quite a lot you wrote. <laughs> and it's that's not healthy. It. Actually, you are sick for writing this after this all this time. Yeah, I'm feeling this fine, so I don't know. <laughs> sure, your problems. And the thing is, I literally said that she would do this in the email, and that's yeah. why I don't want her to contact me, and then she did exactly that. Exact, it's, it is wild. Well, that's why I said you, you set yourself up to that. You already knew mm. that she would do that. And then she I did, did. it. But I'm only setting myself up for it if I play into what she's doing. Because I can ignore it, and I am. Yeah. So sure. I got my say, she didn't. And if you're watching, please go fuck yourself. Um, she's not watching this. I, I guess you could dream it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe because I'm just thinking, you know, I've never met a narcissist who could let anything slide about them. They need to be right, right? But I think she already feels she's got that with the email. But I didn't read it, and that was always her biggest thing. Ah, right. Being so she's ignored. now waiting for the response? <laughs> I think she might be, so I don't know ah, if she okay. would check out what we're doing. Um, mm. I don't know. I hope not. I mean, she has a child to worry about. She's even pregnant again, like just cranking out one kid after the other. Which, you know, do you do you? I don't well, judge. Hopefully the kids get some therapy i hope she does i mean i hope she's better clearly not but um i mean she has sent me pictures be, of her she kid could and her family they look better. she could be better and still not able to really well that's not better then. Get over, well she can be better <laughs> in other aspects right i i don't know it's all very messy but in any case so so something i've been so obviously I've been struggling because that hit a nerve, of course. Um, and hmm, I think what I've realized these last couple of days is just how... Well, because it is such a weird spot to be in, to realize this, to have this situation and to hurt over it, of course. But at the same time, having long moved on and having basically, like I have gotten better, you know, mm. I've had, I've separated myself from that. I have, well, I have healed, I have built healthy relationships 
So it's not like I'm repeating the same things and I'm still stuck in that same spot. I have basically done all the processing and healing steps without knowing what I was doing them for. Mm. And now realizing what I was doing them for puts me in a spot where I'm feeling that hurt and feel like I need to heal from it, but already have healed from it. So it's a little bit of a weird, like two things at the same time kind of situation. Mm. Um, and also what that kind of triggered is, is that's the thing. I'm not upset about this by itself. I don't think uh, it just really ties into my core trauma, if you will, like all my emotional scars have like a common source. And I also realized this, I may have talked about this before, but basically she was the exact way both my parents are combined, hmm. just cranked up to 11. So I guess that's why I, why I fell for her, because I recognized this as love, you know, this toxic pattern. Right, right, and, yeah. and, and I guess what I'm... What I'm also like kind of, you know, what kind of threw me for a loop is I was sure that I was in love with her and that she loved me. And now realizing all these things, of course, conditional love and toxic and abusive love isn't love. And me trying to basically use her as a proxy for writing my core trauma. You know, if I con can convince her to love me, then by proxy, I convince my parents to love me because it's basically the same mechanisms I'm fighting against. So I kind of used her hmm. in this toxic dynamic as well to kind of, um, yeah, to kind of heal something in like the most backwards manner. And so I don't think you can call what we had there love. We were both kind of using each other, I guess and abusing and mm. um that that is just weird to realize that basically i was not loved but i was so sure and that kind of makes me question everything you know because i mean i know them that i'm loved now i know there's many people who love me i know my wife loves me um, and i know this for sure but at the same time, I also knew this for sure. So it's again, this weird Schrodinger's thing where I'm both absolutely sure this is true and absolutely doubting everything, except for my wife, that one I'm very sure of. Well, but you're sure, but you doubt everything you're sure of. That's, it's it. a, That's what, what, what's with me, because I'm always like, always sure of things and then I learn I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. And especially like love is love is such a weird topic because we learn so much weird stuff about what supposedly love is in in from our parents, starting with our parents, then uh, relationships or just relatives, then the media, society. I I'm currently in the state where I'm not sure what love is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. We'll see if I, I'll get to find out again. Well, that does make a lot of sense to me because I don't think you've had like the real thing yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I'm even hesitant to say that I don't know. I did because I still, I'm so unsure. <laughs> could be it was there, or maybe like it's it's there in part. I mean, it could be there. And the other toxic parts could be there too, right? It's not a one or the other thing. Maybe. Well, I don't know. 
it's just something to consider. Yeah, sure. I mean, I would say you are in for a big surprise. <laughs> Am I now? Well, I got a good mattress, so a, a very positive one. <laughs> Things are looking up for me again. <laughs> Because, uh, yeah, that's going to be something. That's going to be interesting to look back on from when you actually have it to look back and kind of reevaluate, like, how much this was not that. <laughs> yeah. And I wonder if I'm, if I'm like, currently even able to, if, like, someone walked in the door completely loving me, if I could accept that, if I could see no it. Way. Yeah, I, you, I you, you, you don't even accept my love. I doubt it. Too. And it is overwhelming and a lot and always there. So it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you say. <laughs> Just my friend to be in my cool company. <laughs> so I make the, the paperwork. That's always like my rationale. I mean, I, I told you, but like, I'm I'm so weird with like people accepting me and liking me. I'm always thinking they they don't like me personally, <laughs> but they just want something from me. And for Hannes, it's like doing the paperwork for the indie company. <laughs> But at the same time, you also think you're keeping me from living my real dream. That you're forcing me to be in this company with you instead of doing what I really want to do. Yeah, I thought like if you, <laughs> if you would do it yourself with the company. I think like it's not so hard, all the paperwork. He can le learn that and then he can make the games he wants to do and he doesn't really have to listen to me anymore. <laughs> well, we can also make that work when we're still working together. Yeah. Just listen to me. I'm always right anyway. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be better with, with this because I think a lot of, of like my problems uh, like with how we do things mm. was just me being feeling bad and mm. projecting it and being unsure if stuff works. I mean, obviously you, you stress out about if your company doesn't have success. I do. Uh, well, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, also one of the first things you learn in therapy, not to use that you device when you're talking about this yourself. So, you know, uh, when you go into the shop and then you stand there and the person's looking at you, and you're like, no, that's not me. And that's also a way to distance yourself from your feelings. Huh. And that's where you learn to say, I do this, I do that. Mm -hmm. I think maybe that's a normal thing that many people do this, but that you not, don't say, you do this as if that's like a general thing that's always true for everyone and so you don't have to confront like why you think these things and how you feel about them. Right. Just as a small A-side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today I, I thought uh, I need to contact the therapist again to, to get into therapy a bit sooner. I also heard like that you can do, I think, up to five hours of testing mm -hmm. therapists that uh, is paid by your um, insurance. Insurance, right? Um, so maybe I'll do just that. Like try a couple of out in the meantime, just to get something going. But all of it is paid by the yeah, insurance. yeah, it is, it is. But you can't just like like searching. So there's a limit apparently. You can't just there's a limit. Yeah, I think five hours or so. Oh, that's what what uh, my flatmate told me. She she had to look a bit before she found someone. Okay. Well, I guess her. I have. No and she and she uh, like recommended it to me because if I'm now like waiting half a year to go to your therapist and then mm -hmm. I find out that she's not the right one for me, that would be stupid. <laughs> so I could yeah, sure, sure. try to find it out sooner. Or yeah. Find someone else. No, I guess I have never like. Um, I know went really hunting. Mm -hmm. I was. My first therapist that I had was terrible, but everyone, but I didn't know any better. Mm. 
Um, but everyone after that was really good. So I've never had this thing. Like I had to switch a lot. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess that I thought you were able to like just quit and redo this however much you wanted. I haven't really looked into it, so I don't know. Yeah, as I said, it's just an assumption that I had because I never was in yeah. a situation to find out that it doesn't work like that. Well, it's not like, <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at like healthcare, it's not like you, you could only f try five doctors. <laughs> if you're not healed, then well, that's tough uh, luck. Well, <laughs> unfortunate. Sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so so yeah, this this Schrodinger's thing of I am both loved and I'm questioning every thing mm -hmm. you know which is my i guess my core fear that i don't trust that i have you know community i guess because i think something happened when i was little um my sister talked to my mother about this uh at some point um and she said she was just talking like kind of vaguely about it that she was kind of overwhelmed or that she didn't really know what to do with me once i was born that was just this baby and i was there and my sister Wait, was what? like that hmm? is your sister older than you no, she just talked to my mother about it. Ah, your mother said that. Yes. Okay. My mother said that when that when I was born. Didn't to do with you? No, no. My mother didn't. She said so. No. I mean, my sister basically asked. So what? What was that like? You know, mm. um, suddenly having a kid and everything. And he was like, "Oh, it was nothing really. It was just this thing suddenly." And it, and in a way, that kind of sounded. Uh, it seemed to suggest that maybe. I didn't receive a lot of affection when I was really little. Hmm. I was just there, and of course they took care of me and everything. I wasn't like um, horribly neglected, but I think that there's some some neglect was there that um, kind of triggered this 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 almost primal fear of abandonment. Hmm. Because I've had that a long time, like uh, when I was little, probably until I was. 10 or something i was mortally afraid when i was alone at home like when my parents would sometimes uh you know after we went to bed hmm. you know would go visit their friends or something and i knew okay they were gonna be gone for two hours here's the phone number but i was alone with my sister already but uh, uh but we were alone in the flat and i was always super afraid of that they wouldn't come back or something like that oh i never had that i that's and i also have this when um when i get high i when I'm at a certain level of completely out of it, <laughs> I always think there's another person missing in the room. Right. Like I always yeah. think, uh, yeah, I always tell that story when it happens because I'm just like, <laughs> what the? F um, it's always like I'm, I'm waiting for someone to come back from the bathroom. Hmm. You know, it's not like, oh, what is missing in my life? It's more like, oh, yeah, we are hanging out. Where is, um, oh, they're taking long. Where, where is? And then I realize like, there was no one else. It's just us. <laughs> Spooky. And I was wondering. So I had that all my life, all my getting high life, you know. <laughs> um, I was wondering if that's maybe a thing from back then that I had the sense of there's someone else in the flat and I'm waiting for them to come back to me. You know, that was like maybe lying in my crib and I was waiting for my mom to come into the room and be there. And um, I, I don't know. There's many it's, pointers. It's crazy how how much influence like the first three years have on your life, and you don't remember anything. Yeah. And then you you have to try to piece together what what went wrong. <laughs> and so I think that's my that's the thing that I'm always afraid of, no matter how much proof I have, because that core trust, that mm. that primary trust, is not there. And so I basically have to learn to believe 
And it's a really hard thing to do because obviously there's many things where sometimes things don't work out. Hmm. Of course, it doesn't mean that you're suddenly alone in the world just because a relationship ended or friendships ended or something. But it is certainly difficult to have faith in, you know, especially because that, uh, I think, and of course, everything that happened after um, made me a very insecure person about my value. Mm. And so I don't have that trust that I'm valuable enough. That's the other way I try to convince people by being awesome at everything that I have value and they need me. And it mm. is, uh, it is uh, tough to deal with. And so, yeah, that's a very disorienting spot to be in, but, uh, but it's getting better. I now feel much better than I did, like, beginning of this week, so... That's good. Maybe by next week I'll be okay again, this kind of processing, and, yeah. Hmm. Well, thinking back, I don't, I don't know if anything like that happened to me, because, obviously, like, the, the part of valuing yourself uh, isn't quite right with me. <laughs> I'm missing that part. Yeah, I think what we both had was very, very, very critical fathers. Yeah. And very scared mothers, so that we get into a position where we needed to avoid disappointing or setting off another yeah. critical rant from the dad sure, and to not sure. make the mum worry. So yeah. that's it's no wonder that we're both caretaker personalities. Yeah. But <laughs> I think, like, for me, it was, I think, when I got into, is it high school in English? Yeah. So when I got into high school, I think that's when it started where, where I felt that I'm not accepted as I am. Mm -hmm. And I, I got a lot of ridicule because it, obviously like I was growing in weird proportions. <laughs> I mean, I'm still like a weirdo. So <laughs> um, yeah, and I think that, that really, really um, undermined my my self worth my my self consciousness my self what's the word I'm looking for esteem thanks I don't even know the word for that <laughs> I don't have it <laughs> yeah I think I think yeah high school was really detrimental to to my self esteem that is somehow something that I always managed to navigate um, high school school in general and other people ridiculing me hmm. because I was always very comfortable with that and I would just you know make fun of them back and it was fine kind mm. of a thing yeah I never was fine with that I always felt like damn it am I am I such an idiot <laughs> must be that they make fun of me must be because I'm just too weird to be accepted hmm because I, was, I, I always was weird you know <laughs> since sure. I was a, a child my mama my mom tells me like we uh, it was I don't even know the context anymore too but it was she was with me out with a couple of other parents and children I think it was like a mother son uh, vacation thingy where she um, she recovered uh, I'm sure I can tell this she recovered from a stillbirth mm. so I should have had another sibling or it should have my sibling should have come earlier and yeah, she was really bummed out about that, as you know, you are. Uh, which one in the line was that? So curiosity. And what do you mean? Was it older than you or uh, younger? Younger. Okay. So that's why I was in there. All oh, right, you said she was recovering from. Yeah. It. Oh, yeah. okay. 
Um, so I remember that time a little bit, but it, it never occurred to me that, that, that we went there because of that. But uh, I found out later uh, when she told me that she had one. Because mm. it's, it's weird still. I mean, obviously, what, what are you going to tell your children? Like, anyway, <laughs> what I was getting at was... Um, yeah, and I, so I was there with the children and we were all like same age and they were all running around playing and I was just standing there and looking at the ground and then another mother came to her and asked her if, if I was um, special needs <laughs> because I was bigger than the other children <laughs> so it looked I always looked like I was older <laughs> and I wasn't really interacting with them, but I was just like looking at the, uh, we were at the sea, so I was looking at um, shells and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I always had that, that I was like a little bit off to, to what other kids do. And maybe I have like, I'm like a little bit on a spectrum, but just like tiny bit. Mm. Um, and so I always had the feeling like something's wrong with me and p people ridiculing me is just them pointing out what's actually wrong with me. Mm, I see. Uh, the reason I was asking just now is because I did not know this. And I don't know if you know this. I think you should. I'm sure we have talked mm. about it before. But I am also not the firstborn, even though I only have a younger sister. And the firstborn. I am not. Okay. But, but I only have also. a... Well, the also is for that. Obviously, I had an older sibling who died shortly after birth. Oh, okay. So that was just the stillbirth and the dying after birth. That was like, a, like very, very similar. Another similarity that we sort of have. So and, close. <laughs> and I think that's why my sister was asking my mother, like, what was that like hmm. uh, to have all that and then have a kid? And I think that might have been the thing that my mom, after having lost hmm. her first daughter, that she was like really not connecting out of fear. That's what I would think. You know, makes sense. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, as for the whole people mocking me thing, I think for one that I always, I mean, I think I'm a people person and I think that happened because I, I had to learn to read my parents as to not set off their various, mm. my father with his aggression, my mother with her worries. And, um, so I think I was always very good at, you know, getting attuned to people and make them feel at ease because I was actually listening and stuff like that. Mm. And on the other hand, that also made me really good at recognizing their flaws. So I think I was always really, if someone was making fun of me, it was very easy for me to make fun of them back. Mm. And that, um, I think led to a thing where I never really worried about what they were saying. Mm. Like thinking, oh, they don't mean it because I didn't mean it when I did it back. We were like doing banter and I just assumed mm. we were doing banter. I mean, the few five times where people did make fun of me, it was mean-spirited. It did bother me. Mm. But for the most part, it was always, you know, I was usually okay with it because I felt like, uh, no, I'm I'm good and I'm better because I can also see what, what what's wrong with all of you. And mm. so it's, uh, that always gave me some sense of... Some sense of security, I guess. <laughs> I always felt like everyone else had, had it figured out, and I'm the only one still trying to put it together. Yeah, hmm. that's that's I think why I became reasonably confident, hmm. I guess. Whereas I, 
that that knowledge in the back of my mind or at least the assumption that i had that if someone messes with me that mm. i could fuck them up that that was you know <laughs> that was at least that i'm not gonna be you know um what's the word ausgeliefert at the mercy of mm. that mockery and whatever but that i can you know that i can wreck people if i want to and sometimes i have that's it's easy to sometimes find people's weak spots and poke into them. <laughs> hmm. yeah. I think we could go on on this topic, but do we want to? <laughs> um, well, I'm. I think I'm done with my story. That's pretty much what I've been dealing with this past week, um, and it's yeah, it's irksome. But it can only get better. And I feel like every time you uncover another piece of the puzzle of what's fucking you up, you know, it just lays the groundwork for you to be better in the future. So, um, and having realized this connection and what I'm really worried about, because it's not, it's not this woman. I'm not really worried about it. Mm. Uh, it's more what that stands for and the... The primal fear that I do have, but I feel like in realizing this and then countering it, then in the right way, you know, mm. to not argue back with her to convince her or something, but to just remind myself that I am loved, you know, that mm. uh, that I know this for a fact, that I can see it, that I just have to look for it. You know? uh, that I don't even have to look for it; I just mustn't ignore it or think it's not true. And um, that is that is helpful. Mm. Yeah. And so, yes, this can only lead to more healing, being a better person, all the good stuff. <laughs> so I would call this a net positive. I would hope that this is done now. Yeah. I hope she doesn't try to reach out again with another new email or call me from a different phone. Or, I mean, I don't answer my phone or anything when I don't know who it is and why. <laughs> That's so interesting. I never, I, I always answer. Never. And, and I feel like I'm just like I'm just waiting for something to go wrong and <laughs> stop it all together too. But until now, everyone who called me like had a good reason that I wanted to talk to them more or less, more or less. Yeah. I mean, if I know who it is, I do answer it. Um, all right, when this has to go, so See have until, fun. Uh, Tuesday, right? Yes. It was originally... Did we announce it last time? In case we announced we were going to be on Vendisol Stream Sunday, we are going to be there Tuesday. Yes. So Tuesday, 7pm, Vendisol, who you should be following by now anyway. You've yeah. heard the name often enough, but I'm... Well, I guess I'm telling this. Uh, yes, we had to do a little switcheroo because if you want to... If you want to give your reason for why you... Yeah. Moved it last minute, just yeah. just before we started. <laughs> so... <laughs> I kind of feel bad, but I'm so happy that it works out. So we we are we are going to play Twilight Imperium. Uh, so that's me and a couple of friends here in Leipzig. Uh, it's a board game. It's a big board game. It's a big board game. I don't know. Can can you maybe like give us a few visuals for that? Oh, sure. Because I, I really really want to talk about it as well. It's such a great game. You can justify it. I was like... So, so uh, Sunday, he will... When is the will stream Sunday as well? Oh, yeah, sure. But not with us. 
what did you call say it's uh, Twilight Imperium, and it's the fourth edition. Ew. So the fourth. fourth. Yeah. That's okay. It. Let me quickly switch over the thing. Yeah, just some pictures. Okay, browser view. Browser. browser view. Yeah. So it's a board game with, uh, I think, uh, three to eight people, which should tell you it's gonna be a bigger game. Are we? Are we in the browser? Yeah, that, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Cool. Uh, can you make this this just a bit bigger? I don't just, know. Can I? Just this. So board game geek. Yeah. Okay. Not sure. Ah, yeah, I can zoom in. So, as you can see, it's a complicated <laughs> board game geek. Um, so, Twilight Imperium, uh, the idea of, of it is, uh, or let's say the, the background story. So, three to eight people, tactical game, and I think you will need at least an hour per person. Let's do one and a half hour. So, I think we will probably play one, one game. Or maybe two if we manage to, because it can take up to ten hours. <laughs> okay. Um, everyone uh, selects like a different race of aliens, and they have really interesting differences between them. I think we we talked about uh, a cosmic encounter, which is kind of similar mm. from from the setup, but in uh, Twilight Imperium, um, the galaxy is um, I think they had like one alien race who ruled them all and then they collapsed or something and now all the races are fighting for um, dominion and uh, in the in the middle of the is the like the central planet where the council of all the races is and then you <laughs> you have to uh, get I think victory points for different uh, stuff. Uh, to win and yeah basically oh, let me think so you have a tech tree that you can advance um, and you have uh, lots of ships that you can fight with other people so if you just go over to another uh, quadrant you can see there another hex field you will have to fight the people there and then you roll lots of dice and it's kind of dangerous to do it could can go wrong even if you have like a big uh, fleet uh, you kind of limited i think um how all ah, right yeah um so the interesting thing is you have like different um oh, it's really hard to explain <laughs> it's really hard to explain so let, let's keep it maybe a little bit more yeah. abstract you don't need to explain the entire rules it's a rough overview <laughs> Yeah, um, you can really decide if you're going to trade with other people more, which can be really beneficial. You can um, invest a lot. You have to invest a lot in your ship uh, sizes, so you can have a bigger fleet, which costs. But then also, like uh, you, you need the resources. You need to invest there uh, to um, upgrade your ships with the technology you get, and then you you get different um, benefits and each round there are also like I think a couple of um, benefits 
that you take in turn beginning from uh, whoever got one of the others and they will give you additional benefits like improve this or improve that it's been a while since we played because it's really hard to get um, to get at least four people together who are willing to spend 10 hours playing one game uh, there aren't so many people who are able to do that and willing uh, but I found a, a nice group here in Leipzig and we've done it a couple of times now. I think that that will be like the fifth time or the fourth I play this game. Uh, I won one time. So the trick to win in this game is to be unassuming the whole time. Um, because if people know that you are the leading player, they will gang up on you. And then when they gang up on you, then you need to really roll over them so when everybody is weak and yeah you can do like lots of um, trading with the people you can tell them ah, I will not attack you but then I you give me this planet or that planet and then <laughs> you can just do the opposite if you want um, yeah and as I said like the, the alien races they have really different abilities it's like game defining different for example one um, of the races starts with the with the strongest ship there is which is really uh, hard to get you need to, the right resources you need the right technology then you need to build it and they start from the beginning with this one or there are others who gain by trading so each time they trade they will get a benefit so you really they re they always give you good trading opportunities because they will benefit additionally from them so you really have to take into account how strong they are and how much you need your resources oh, it's just so much fun and, and each each of the alien races has like huge texts about their background story everyone has a, has a background story and yeah we, we have like players who get into that and who will start speaking and behaving like they're for example, there's like there's one um, AI race. Uh, I think there are multiple. So there's there's one basic, and then there's a corrupted one, and who wants just to destroy everything. And the player who played it last time, he really played that. So he was like uncompromising, attacking everyone. And they get like huge fighting bonuses. So it's really hard to keep them in um, under control but everyone had like to come together to fight this menace and then the other player came uh, got like ah, it's just it's just great ah, it's it's I, I love these huge games where you really can lose yourself in and yeah so I got a call to that today <laughs> that we we will play this on Sunday and I was like yes 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 and then like an hour later I remembered no I've got Wendell's stream, and yeah, well, usually I, I try to like do both because I don't want to like um, make anyone sad. So I would say to them, ah, oh, let's let's just start earlier, and then I have to go to go do the stream. And this time I said to myself, I really want to do this. Let's talk with Vendersil about moving the stream because I am um, of value. No. I, I can have this. <laughs> I want to. 
so I'm going to get it. <laughs> it was yeah. just uh, fun seeing that pop up, you know, after all the, we have to do something and uh, we need to do more things that I'm always getting from this guy. And it's like, oh, sorry, I can't do the marketing opportunity because I got to play games with my friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's progress. Fair enough. It's progress. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and yes, it, uh, it seemed to uh, work out. So when this was switching his streams, I think he always does um, like game uh, streams, gaming streams on Tuesday and Thursday on, and on Sundays. He sometimes does, uh, well, he also sometimes plays games, but sometimes talking with people and stuff. And so I guess this time he's just going to flip it. Play some more. Mini Metro, I think, is the game he's playing through right now. Mm. Doing those challenges and stuff um, on Sunday, and then we are gonna have a chat with him on Tuesday, 7 pm. I think we still have to think of topics and stuff, right? He said he was gonna send us something. Right. But I mean, we know what we wanna talk about, right? I mean, we know our game. Ah, right, about our game. <laughs> I mean, we, we're, not, we're not just going to hang out, right? I mean, that's... I know, I know, I'm just teasing. Uh, I mean, we could also do that. Just do crossover streams. Cross the streams. <laughs> that would be fun, actually. We should. We should make something like that. Also with the Red Kings and stuff. Would that be fun? Would you like to do that sometime, to just do... Sort of a stream together, mash up, just hang yeah. out and talk and stuff. We can't even talk about games. It doesn't have to be about how terrible the world is and or as, uh, how mean our parents are. As is uh, in chat now, the discussion about whether Epic is good or bad. So I, I took all the free games that Epic does. That's why we always always do like it. <laughs> yeah, we also always, collect the free games. <laughs> right. We always talk about that. And yeah. Yeah, this week, again, a good game. Uh, two good games, at least. Let's check it out. I'm firing it up. <laughs> but yes, I basically do that. Uh, I forget who, but someone in your chat, uh, Jana, also said that that they only collect the <laughs> yes. games. They don't play them. They just collect them. That's, That's nice. exactly how I use it. I just click free game, <laughs> and I never play them. <laughs> I, 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 have I even have them game. double and triple sometimes. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, I played Gris there. It was nice, and anything, something else I forgot. Oh no, Gris! I, I got from I don't good play old games. games. I think <laughs> I don't play games. I only collect them. Uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, oh, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Epic still loading a little bit, but we should be almost there. Two games: Enter the Gungeon and God's Trigger. Enter the Gungeon is, I think, one they, they had for free in the, at the beginning, so... Yeah, I feel like I've got that already. Yeah, yeah I've got it too. Yeah, so you, if you like us, uh, collecting all the games, yeah, <laughs> you have it already. Yeah, it's also a game that's... You know, sometimes games feel... Ooh, that's interesting. What, God's Trigger or Hitman? The add-on for Remnant. Wasn't Remnant free recently? Remnant? Or was it something that had an, a similar name? It's a little bit, uh, it's probably hidden behind the owl right now, but I got a no. pop-up for an add-on that is now available for Remnant. Wait, Remnant. let me check if I have so that game. Remnant. 
I remember that weighty. Was it for free? Like um, Let me last see time, have... maybe even. Well, if I don't have it, I guess and it scroll, wasn't. Scroll. No. Maybe it was something that also had an R in it. It was just because um, in oh. the Red King uh, stream, someone cool. was saying, maybe Wendelsill was saying that they uh, released free games shortly before a new title from the yeah. same developers. And I was just thinking, wait, that sounds familiar. Did I get that for free and now they released the add-on? Mm. But it looks like it's something else. <laughs> it looks okay. pretty cool. It looks like uh, Warhammer. Mm. Yeah. Lots of lot Warhammer universe. But yeah, I think Enter the Gungeon was, was a pretty cool game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I this, collected is, this is one so. of those that I'm really not at all interested in. Yeah, no, and that I also feel is... Isn't really my, my thing. And it's one of those that's also so overexposed, I feel, that I'm... It's like, what was that other one? Torchlight or something? Yeah. That you, that you for yeah. years, in every humble bundle, and I've seen, I see ads for it everywhere, and it makes me not want to play it. Yeah. <laughs> because it seems too hyped to me. Yeah. I, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe in that. I have a problem too. <laughs> <laughs> so if everyone is a fan of it, I'm like, okay, something has to be wrong here. That's <laughs> not can't be for me. No, no, no. And Enter the Gungeon is the same. I see that so often. It's so yeah. hyped, it seems. And at the same time, I know nobody who likes it. I know. Do you know what I mean? I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Vash, hmm? uh, my buddy from Bowling, mm. uh, he played that a lot. Uh, a bit but i don't know him not personally yeah we've met on twitter <laughs> yeah i think he, he unfollowed you because uh, you uh you talk too much about social issues <laughs> wow <Yeah>. rude <laughs> <laughs> completely but he's not listening to the stream so wow <laughs> what a anyway. terrible friend you have <laughs> completely <laughs> Don't know why I used to call him my best friend. So, Ugh. no, he's uh, he's a quite a cool guy, and, and I, I was wondering if we might get him for like if we someday do like co-ops, maybe we do more. We could like talk to him because he's been like in the industry for oh, quite right. a bit more time than we have, and he has a really interesting story, and he's learned quite a lot and he has completely burned out and i think he's quit his job now because it was just too much and yeah, i feel that he's currently traveling germany meeting people nice so we'll, we'll try to get him to leipzig and we can do okay yeah, in that case i would unfollow me also <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so god trigger uh, as we just saw Looks it looks like, like um, hotel Miami slashed with um, what's the with the where you play one of the. Yana says remnant was free last week. Ah, okay. So you didn't. Or maybe it just doesn't show you what you have in your library already. Maybe I mean Wait, I do agree that the, the Steam oh, no, uh, I heard that the epic the epic launcher is a bit um, bad. <laughs> For sure. Let's see what's going For on here. Sure. Um, but yeah, it, <gasps> there it is. And but it didn't tell me. But it's remnant be... from the ashes. Oh, was it because it was the add-on, not remnant? I clicked on the add-on to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I've 
I somehow, I guess I assumed that it's like Steam, that you get to the actual page and have it. Right, the so DLC it was the video for the add-on as well. For the add-on, that I don't know. Okay. Oh, so that, oh, well, that is a very quick, you know, uh, yeah. payoff for something that I learned just two days ago. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, obviously, yeah, you would do that as a game developer. And I agree that, that it's not good for the industry that they just um, more or less give out all of the free games and really good games as well. But on the other hand, I always feel with the consumer, mm -hmm. and I am a consumer myself, although I'm mostly a game collector. <laughs> um, so I get it. Um, I, I don't think Epic Launcher is really good. I, I mean, even like compared with, with Steam Launcher, it's just bad. I use There's the, something so awkward about it, like even beyond the obvious issues that people talk about, like you don't have a shopping cart and whatever. Yeah. I don't use it like that, but even just hmm. the way I do use it, fire it up once a week to click on something, something about that just feels fundamentally oh. awkward to okay. me. I completely disagree. What? It's really streamlined. I like the clicking on free stuff <laughs> process. I think that's really well made, so you, you do buy stuff, but yeah, obviously a lot of features are missing, and I don't have any faith in Epic as a company, but I don't have any faith in Valve as either. I mean, yeah, sure, they made great games, they have they have a cool idea about how a games company can run like on this um, non-hierarchical structure. Well, according to them at least, from what I hear, the working conditions aren't that. Yeah, the working good. conditions is another topic. Mm. And they are not good as far as I know as well. So, But they are trying to do something different. And I I respect that. I respect, like, um, what's his name? Uh, Gabe, Gabe, Gabe Newell? Newell, yeah. I respect his work. But obviously, I mean, you can't just expect, like, you can't expect like one person like that just to be perfect and you can't expect a company that's like commercial and really popular to be anything but like that's that's that sounds too apologetic to me yeah it is it is it totally is i just don't don't have a lot of expectations from from companies like that and that's why i think like Steam isn't great, Epic isn't great, let's get the free games, use the GOG Galaxy launcher to launch them. And Because I don't have a lot of money, I can't really buy the new games usually. So I appreciate the, the free games on Epic, even though I know that they are currently like <laughs> hurting our company by doing that. But then again, I wonder, like on itch.io there are so many free games. And like there are so many cool game developers who, who um, develop games and um, release them for free. And then there are the free-to-play games as well. It's such a complicated market. I don't. Um, again, I don't like Epic, but I will never like look down on people using it mm. to get free games <laughs> or oh. games if they want to. <laughs> I mean, and they, they Epic made like the Fortnite, right? Yeah, I think so. I, 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 Isn't that why they're rich? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And yeah, I mean, I've never tried Fortnite. And Tencent, of course, or whatever they're called. Tencent? 
Tencent, uh, well, Tencent is something else. I mean, they probably have stock in Epic or they have bought Epic, but Tencent is huge and Epic is just... Like, oh, no, sure. I'm saying why they're rich, but because they were bought out by a super rich Chinese company. Huh? Yeah, but, well, they were bought out because of Fortnite. Sure. So. But now they're extra rich. So mm. they're, mm. They were rich, now they're extra rich. <laughs> Yana uh, um, says, I guess it's better people get their free games officially on Epic instead of Pirate Bay. It's at least more secure. I don't mind piracy, to be honest. I'm... I've never gotten quite the extreme worry people have about that. And I don't know. It's just... Eh. I mean, uh, we have been pirates. I mean, we we have been pirates. Like most most of the people I know have been yeah. back in the day when we start when CD burners started to be a thing. You just you burned the game and then you brought it to your friends and then they started with the uh, um, copyright mechanisms to stop that. And it really, I don't know if it really gotten any better because <laughs> it just made people more interested to crack that stuff and usually you have a zero day release um, I don't know I, I kind of like the the joke um, protections like with uh, Batman oh yeah when they're being clever about it yeah oh, that, yeah, that I cool. like and I mean cool, we have a little bit of, of protection ourselves like for example with the wizard we um, put in a side lock because it's HTML5, we scrambled all the code, so you can't just copy and understand that, and then we put on a site lock. Um, yeah, uh, that was also connected to like trying to sell licenses to the game, right, and yeah. obviously HTML and Flash games and stuff being like liberally stolen left and right. So we did like a minor effort yeah. to hamper that, and I think at least once that kind of backfired on people, right? It was on some Chinese website, but you couldn't play it because they hmm. just copied it. Yeah, just uh, did the first side lock we had in there <laughs> and didn't find the second one. Or the third, or the fourth, or fifth. How many we did there? Nobody yes. knows. But yeah, basically, I think we did, we... did we take it out now? I hope you did. <laughs> but I think we, we, we stopped that. I mean, uh, there is a... Somehow, one Chinese website found uh, a version without site lock. We uploaded accidentally or before we had a site lock, and they had quite a few people playing there. They even made like videos, uh, walkthrough videos through all the levels, which was pretty cool to be honest. So, uh, I think we stopped um, oh. really worrying about it too much. Apologies, short correction, that was Friedrich who said that. I just saw, well, in our chat, both your names are red, so I just assumed it was the same person, even though the name is clearly shorter than Red King mm. there. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, as long as the games are, you know, as long as they don't catch a virus. That's why I never used Pirate Bay, because I never trusted torrents. I still don't trust torrents. I use Pirate Bay quite a while. I, I love I love torrents to be honest because that's you share. That's yeah, but why that's it the is. easiest it's way to get sharing. caught. 
If you just yeah, download it off, you know. If you don't upload oh, it. Shit, now I can't think of a recent one, but rapid share, you know, then there's no like in between thingy that can catch you. So I always yeah. preferred that. <laughs> Is does rapid share still exist? Or did they die like ten years ago? I don't know. I know I used it extensively in college. What what was the first uh, pirate software site you used? Well, the very first I think was it was something that came after the one with K Kazar or something like that. Uh, Kazar was one, yeah, and, and there, there was, was one that Soulseek. No, but one that I used, I, the second one that I used was BearShare, which was basically mm. the same thing. Uh, Easel. Oh, that maybe yes. Yeah, maybe that one. That also sounds familiar. Napster. Oh yes, actually, yeah, I Napster, did use right. that Napster. Right. That was when that was all new and exciting, and yeah. I downloaded my, not my first MP3s of that, but yeah, probably a, the third or fourth. Oh, you uh, remember? I used uh, Soulseek uh, with the with Vash uh -huh. because he he had DSL. I just had ISDN. Yeah, ISDN. DSL. I don't even know if people outside Germany know that these terms, but yeah. And then I downloaded my first MP3s. It was like. Uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath. <laughs> it was just, you had to wait before like one MP3 is loaded, then you were like, "Yes, I've got it!" And then you listened to that MP3 or the couple you had over and over again. Oh, I love that one. Is that the song that I know how to play but don't actually have ever listened to? Uh, Does that ring a bell? You should have listened to that song. I don't know if you remember that, but at some point... Wait, what is... what is... Okay. Let me grab this. What is this? It's probably Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man, okay. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man is great too. Uh, war, war picks as well. Top three Black Sabbath songs. I have never listened to Black Sabbath. Uh, I'm missing out. Um, no, but I think my first MP3 that I ever downloaded was Freestyler <laughs> by Boomfunk MCs. Awesome track. It's, it's still such a, so it's good. It's such a great track. It, it is still be. so good. It really shouldn't be. <laughs> it is. I hate it that it's so good. But yeah, I listened to it a couple of weeks ago <laughs> again. And it's uh, still Freestyler. And I think it was that and something kind of soft rocky. I think maybe the no. Now I forget, but that I still got off like a website where you could just, you know, download like six MP3s they had. It was like yeah. very early. <laughs> and then I think it's a then we then Napster came out and um and yeah, then things and then there was a couple of things that were just like that. But different, but all the same, and and yeah, mm. and then that thing, especially with um, oh, what are they called, Knorkator, yeah, and JBO. Yeah. Those two bands have so many songs, had so many songs on there that were misattributed to them. Yeah, like you could find that's the songs as well. Like <laughs> that's the issue I never had. That's yeah. the. That I got Ärzte songs that weren't Ärzte, but I got so many Knorkata that wasn't or like they were listed as Rammstein or something like yeah. that, and JBO that was just a free for all. Any yeah. song that is remotely funny was JBO, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the joint adventure songs and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I think I still have that folder somewhere. <laughs> of course, you <laughs> because do. I don't throw things away. Why would no, I? That would no, be no. that would be silliness. 
No, it's got to be all <laughs> cleaned up. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, it was cool because you could like with Saltseek, you could you had like users. You, mm -hmm. you searched for a song and then you downloaded from one user. And then you could see what this user has, and if they had like a similar taste, you could like oh, it was it was just great, and everyone mm -hmm. like collectively storing these cool artworks basically right mm. and I, I really like it I, I, I love file sharing I, I wish it was legal to be honest and we, we could find some other like way to um, give the, give money to the artists like like something like Spotify for the whole of Germany and then yeah I mean this is a complicated thing, but I kind of like the, mm, I don't know if I would call it an economy, but the thing that exists between the the creator, the sales, the actual customers, the piracy, the protection, the cracking of it. I like this whole ecosystem, basically, <laughs> that exists there. Um, there's just something about it. You know, of course, I appreciate art and I want people to be compensated fairly for it. Yeah. Uh, but for one, I don't think that piracy actually takes away sales. Maybe a couple, but um, I but think most you, you people have, wouldn't actually buy it if they couldn't pirate it. You have to calculate in that nowadays, like especially with music, the the companies behind the artists make most of the money, and yeah. so that the artists get like most of their money from um, playing live, as far as I know. So I don't know. Maybe it changed again, but I don't feel too bad downloading like a album. But yeah, nowadays I just use Spotify. I, yeah, I would never buy it anyway. Yeah, I would. I mean, you know, I would. I would not I would listen to a it. A couple of them, <laughs> sure. But I Maybe. wouldn't like. But actually, no. Not all of them. I think I would just listen to radio if I couldn't do anything other hmm. than buy music. That's you know? true. Because I don't want to spend twenty bucks on music. I know, you know, and I'm also I also make music and stuff, and I understand that there's a, that that's not nice or anything, but I don't have money, and if I have money, I'd rather spend, spend it on kebab and beer. So I'm yeah. yeah. So the I'm not a lost sale basically in anything. Why hmm. I also would never pay sixty bucks for a game. Hmm. Never. Quick question for the chat. What was your first uh, pirated thing? <laughs> Music or otherwise? Because I know you did. We all did. Uh, Epic versus Pirate Bay is that the users get their game on the official platform and keep being there, increasing the probability that they actually buy something. Well, that's only an advantage for Epic, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, if Epic ever goes under, all your games are gone. So, if you download with Pirate Bay, that's your responsibility to keep it. And in in many cases, I also feel like I feel yes, like Metallica. the actual lost sales that I could imagine. That mm. I mean, I'm sure there's lost sales, but I'm even thinking that the copyright protection is what's driving people who would buy it to pirate it. Is so Sometimes. often these things are so intrusive like this whole de nouveau thing where people are like worried like what was this with the last latest doom that would just install like kind of a shadow service from mm -hmm. de nouveau i believe 
that would like monitor your system in a way that is really intrusive under the promise that they only check that you don't pirate it. But and the thing is because it's the only way to really do solid copy protection today. Yeah. But the thing is then people crack the nouveau and then they don't yeah. have the problem. So or like with Mass Effect, when that first came out, you could only install it five times or some shit like that. So you would rather pi I would rather pirate that thing and own it forever. Yeah. No problem. No nonsense. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, my first pirate games were C sixty four games. Uh, nice because my brothers and me got our C sixty four from a neighbor who had a lot of unlabeled floppy disks. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's Quite true. true. Like, uh, I think maybe the first thing I pirated was Monkey Island or something like that. <laughs> because I bought that later. Yeah. I got uh, I thing know. later, but back then the games I had on my computer, none of them were like actually bought. Especially back then when you could still burn CDs and stuff. Just write down the serial number on it. And <laughs> I mean, if there were, when there were still uh, like floppy disks, I think mm. nobody really thought about being like this isn't piracy it was just like sharing gonna share this yeah i mean um, i started my father bought like a game uh pc i think it was either dos or windows like what was the first kind of Windows thing? thing 3.1 or something mm. something yeah. like that and the yeah. good old one from that you would start from dos yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, all the games were on floppy disks, and none of them were bought. And then, when we got a CD um, burner, which was like Windows XP time, I think. Could you buy floppy disk games? I think. I think back in the day, you had like also like magazines where you could say, "Hey, I've got a cool game. Mm -hmm. um, send me ten dollars, and I will send you the game." And then you could do that. And that, that's how the first game developers sold their games in magazines. Oh, and people would pay them and then they would get the floppy disk sent. And then obviously, probably they would copy it for all their friends. <laughs> Which um, you would do. I mean, yeah, I think like capitalism isn't really a good system to, <laughs> to, uh, uh, to the artists and to the consumer. Um, okay, so Friedrich is saying I think Quake 2 was That's one of the first cool. pirate games I actually got myself by a friend in school. Yana saying, Oh, yeah, Prince of Persia. My parents gave me this. Mm -hmm. It was labeled with Prince Sokoban, which made me think Prince of Persia was called Prince Sokoban for a very long time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah, I used to have that too, and I can't. I didn't think we bought that. I feel like back when, when games started, it was like a thing you just shared. Sort of like, um, you know, the little games and programs you could get for your graphical, like your scientific calculator. Ah, right, yeah. Like nobody sells those, you just share them. Yeah. And I feel like that started this way too, before it became like a, a consumer product. I don't think it started like that, but that's certainly no. what we had in Germany, yeah. I think in America there was a bit of an other world because like most of the, I, because I listened to a game design notebook, game design, game design notes, mm -hmm. which is a really awesome um, podcast produced by, oh, I don't remember, some game developer who's really cool and he interviews 
all kinds of other game developers. Um, he personally worked on the Civilization games. Mm -hmm. So he also has like four parts uh, talking to Sid Meier and uh, he always t asks them what their first games were and uh, what then they tell them their story and how they, they came to game development and quite a few uh, tell that they made, they programmed game, games th themselves and mm -hmm. then they advertised them in magazines and people would send them money and they would send them the floppy disk with the game on it. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, I mean, my parents never had like a magazine like that. I, the only bought CDs I ever saw were like 200 shareware games on the CD or something oh. like that. <laughs> oh, those things. Or like those little like things that looked like a Game Boy, but had like 200 games like pre-programmed. Yeah, oh, all bad. <laughs> all bad, yes. All bad knockoffs and yeah. repeated all the time. And yes. Oh, wow. That was, that was something. <laughs> I remember, but I, I had like, uh, the first time I came in contact with Monkey Island 1 was via a bought CD. I got that Christmas, mm -hmm. it was a CD that had Monkey Island 1, Zach McCracken, um, uh, Indiana Jones, Nice. and I think there was another one, uh, Manic Mansion, Manic, Manic Mansion, with all Loom? the, oh, and Loom, and Loom! Five games <laughs> on one CD with all the paraffin, with all the stuff there. So I had like, from Zach McCracken, I had like the, the newspaper and I had uh, a cassette with the loom. Uh, I had the uh, audio play. The audio play. Ah, oh, man, that was so great. Ah, oh, that was the best. I mean, really, from, yeah, most of my, most of my really... No, that's not really right. I'm just really excited. Exaggerating right now. Go for it. It's Man, fine to it exaggerate. Was... It is a legitimate rhetorical tool. Okay. So my favorite games <laughs> were back then those. I had so much fun. I never really got to finish most of them. I got Monkey Island 1 I finished. Take my Kraken I haven't finished to this day. Maniac Mansion I didn't finish. Uh, Loom I finished years after, like 10 years after I got it, and it was really easy when you're a bit older. But yeah, I, did, I just didn't finish it because somehow after reloading, the spells weren't the same and I couldn't get out of a cave. Oh, that's... that's oh, that's not good. Like, I had all the spells written down yeah. in the opening spell. Yeah, I was in some cave on yeah. some island, if you remember that. Yeah. And yeah. I had to open like a stone passage and the opening spell that wasn't the same anymore. It just failed all the time and I was... No, I never wanted to try again. <laughs> oh, try again. It's, it's really for even I have for to, today. Yeah, even for today, it's it's beautiful. It's such a great game. I mean, if it ever cools down so that I can get back to streaming, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm doing adventures most of the time anyway because that's kind nice. of my genre. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try those. Mm, yeah. that should be fun. Yeah, but the first, uh, I think the first, at least the first, um, like pirated game that I knew I did copy and it wasn't mm -hmm. quite legal was uh, Dungeon Keeper 1. And that I actually love this game. Got for something, my birthday or whatever. So I that I actually had original. I, I played this, we we back, we back already moved uh, to like the Waldsiedlung, which mm -hmm. is like a small part outside of Konstanz. Um, 
and we had like one room, the guest room, where the, the PC, so there was just one PC was in, and I only got to play like two hours a day or something like that. And I, I so deeply uh, enjoyed this time that I still sometimes get the smell Right. Oh wow! I, I have to smell from the <laughs> guest room, and when I smell it somewhere else, I immediately think of the uh, Dungeon Keeper. Diablo Diablo One came after that, and it was like Dungeon Keeper and Diablo One was like for me the best games back in the day. I it see. was like ah, perfect. And I love to do uh, I love to do a Dungeon Keeper game. <laughs> I love to do a, a Diablo One game. <laughs> yeah, I mm-hmm. think the first game that I knew was pirated was. Soldiers of Fortune. Mm-hmm. Well, that was at least the first one I got like on a CD from a friend, yeah. you know, with the written down serial numbers and stuff. That was always such a. I played it in LAN, I think. Had, did the first one have a LAN, uh, like a multiplayer feature? I could imagine it. Maybe, did. maybe I'm not it was sure. like I never like, tried it. Maybe I played uh, Soldier of Fortune three or so in LAN. Hmm. <laughs> um, and I think the first pirate game that I bought. Actually, from a friend, yeah. it was GTA Three. All right. And it was with a five euro note that I found That's... on the floor while he was walking next to me. Nice. We were talking about. I was like, "Hey, can I have GTA Three? And he was like, "Oh, yeah, give me five bucks or something." And we were walking. It was in school. We were on our way out of the school to the um, football field mm. and stuff. And I was like, okay, here. <laughs> he was like, oh, fuck, I never find things. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was good times. Mm. Yeah, when, when we got like a CD burner, mm-hmm. I mean, I really had to convince my father to get one. <laughs> and, and then I calculated like how much money it, it cost and then how much CDs I would to have to sell to which price to get mm-hmm. the money back. But that was... Unfortunately, the year that uh, we talked about him, <laughs> Vash, mm. so Raf, uh, or let's, let's keep calling him Vash, uh, came to our school and uh, yeah, came to our class. And his father was working with uh, computers. And so he had like multiple CD burners <laughs> and he just got them all for free. So uh, that doesn't cost me anything to, like CDs even were free. He got them all from his father, so my whole my whole concept got overturned with him coming. But I, I got lots of cool free games from him, and like one of the first times I think I visited him, uh, he was like in another part outside of Constance, mm-hmm. um, and he played Blood Two. You remember that one? I think so. I may have played the. F- First or the second. I yeah. mean, if the second was more famous, if that's the one one would know, then I've played that probably. I don't even know. But I, I think, see. was it first person or third person? But it was really bloody and you had like to collect the hearts to rev- to, to get health back. <laughs> I just remember like uh, I, that watching him, I got sick. <laughs> but, uh, it could just be like the motion sickness you, you get when you're not used to these kind of games and I wasn't used to first person uh, games Mainly yeah Blood 2 the chosen that, that's the one yeah, yeah first person. Person. okay let me switch to the yeah. alright I gotta change from the epic isn't it crazy like back in the day like games were all all about like being bad and bloody and 
Aren't they still? I think they're kind of going away from that. It's not enough to be just like bad anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he. I mean, he played and I watched most oh, of the time. So. Yeah, the way the blood comes out, that looks very yeah, yeah, familiar. Yeah, yeah. The, like the pieces, like they fall off and then they like jumped around, leaving these blood trails. It was really graphic, but obviously not realistic at all. But uh, if you're not really f used to that, <laughs> you, you could. And as you can see, like in the, in the left uh corner there's the health and it's with the heart so you have to collect hearts to get more health mm. yeah these would were games that it would start a lot then not play very far and eventually start over <laughs> so i know the beginnings of like this and soldiers of fortune but i've never finished them <laughs> yeah i've never seen the end either i'm sure bash did mm. he was always like a um First-person shooter, dude. I mean, uh, maybe I can tease a little bit about him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, he had all the games always. Like the, he had like the pirate, piracy stuff, and he burned the cities for us. And he also somehow always got like the the stuff that wasn't allowed in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, that was a thing, because with Soldiers of Fortune, you yeah. always had to have an additional blood patch that you get the original uncensored right. game back. Yeah, blood patches. That was a thing back then. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, you remember Giants? It's a bit later, but that was a, it was a cool game. It's, it's actually, I don't it's think I played it. Still a pretty cool, cool idea, because mm -hmm. you had like the, the asymmetrical multiplayer. Mm -hmm. You had a like fun single player experience where you play like there are the mechs I think which was those tiny dudes in their mechs. Then you had uh, Sylvan who were like elf-like water creatures mm -hmm. that had mostly um, uh, melee attacks and stuff and were really quick and strong. And then you had the Kabuto, which was a big green monster, and the more the monster eats, the bigger it gets. So we, we were able to play uh, multi-citizen Kabuto, yeah. <laughs> you, you could like uh, play multiplayer, like two rooms, which we, I mean, we had like the, this uh, yearly LAN party, which we still have. And then we, you had like two rooms playing and the, the person most drunk, mostly the same person every year, <laughs> played uh, the Kabuto. And he would just, like everyone, um, you had to build your um, base up like find resources and build stuff and then you had to exterminate the other team and then there was also the kabuto who would just like eat sheep until he's big enough that he doesn't really isn't really afraid of you and then he would like walk into your base and destroy everything mm. ah, it was great and there the english version was censored because the elven were female and they had, they had breasts with nipples so the european version well, they didn't really care about the nipples, but the US version was censored. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was so, yeah, such, such a fun experience that uh, the Europe, Europe version always censored the blood and the US version censored the nipples. Uh, they say in such a strange game with the RTS uh, TD yeah. elements. I guess TD is tower defense. Yeah. 
elements in between. Yeah. Um, and first person, obviously. Mm. I've, I've never played it. I don't know that game. Was it first person or third person? I always... It's hard to remember, but I think it was first person. But another game from that time that that somehow reminded me of, even though it's completely different. It's completely, Black and white. Completely sidetracked, but okay. Yeah. But we're talking about games for once. For once, yeah, let's start with that. It's so. been like 15 episodes of never talking about games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Only what our personal problems. But do you remember Black and White? Yes. Awesome game. Was that Sid Myers 2 or who was that? No, that was, was the other Peter guy. Peter Molyneux? Pauline, Peter Molyneux, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Jeez, that... My, that was such an interesting time. Games were still interesting back then. <laughs> now they're just quirky or hyper-realistic. I don't care about yeah, games. That's not true. That's not true. I oh, am very true. disenchanted by games. It feels like that. But there are still these games, but we have just so many games that it's hard to really find the cool stuff in between, I think. Yeah, that's why we're going on there. What? Oh, well, we are going on there, right? Yeah, because nobody f finds Sounds out all cool. interesting stuff. <laughs> Black uh, and White was really cool. I I, I uh, couldn't play it on my um, system back in the day, but I tried to play it uh, a bit later uh, with uh, my then girlfriend Louisa mm -hmm. because she had it somehow. And yeah, I loved the concept. It was really cool, but I was a bit disappointed. Uh, it promised more than really delivered. Um, Friedrich really says Black and White was the first game where I followed the development a bit. So mm. they released the devlogs in the PC games. Right. Ah, that was a thing once. And when it came out, I never bought it. <laughs> I still don't own any of the Black. Oh, were there more than one? Yeah, yeah. Oh. That is true. A friend of mine um, had like a game star or game. PC games, uh, Abo, and he still has like the collection uh, back in Constance uh, on his toilet. And every time I, I come back, it's uh, I see like top one, which is uh, Gothic 3. <laughs> it asks the question, will Gothic 3 deliver what it has promised? Something like that. Next time I will make a photo of that. <laughs> it's just so great to, to relive like the, this this time frame where Gothic 3 was like this big thing and everyone, at least in Germany obviously, was uh, um, excited what Gothic 3 will be. But as we all know, it was shit, unfortunately. Well, I guess shit is a bit rough. It was just unfinished. Could have been great. Could have been great. Ah, yeah. <laughs> shit indeed. Yeah. I, I love to play. I did uh, finish Gothic 3 uh, with the fan patches. You could play them. You needed the fan patches, but it, it well, I mean, you remember Gothic 1 and Gothic 2, like you found like a little cave and you were like, oh, cool, I found something. And Gothic 3 was like, oh, I found the cave. It's completely empty. It's huge, but there's nothing because they didn't have the time to fill it with cool stuff. Yeah. I am intrigued by Gothic 3. I know we talked about this already, but I'm going to pretend we haven't. Um, it's Intrigued, you say? Yes, intrigued indeed. Um, mm. This is a game that I would like to play. I mean, I have started it. 
I stopped playing it like half a year or maybe a year ago. I don't know. And it's probably one of those that I'm not going to start up again. Um, but I am intrigued. But I don't like that it's not gothic. So that's difficult to... Maybe maybe now would be better because I it started right after playing through the first two. Right. So I was replaying them last year and then that's I started rough. right into the third one. It was not at all what I wanted. The combat is weird. Everything looks weird. The mechanism, the mechanics are weird. But they're also interesting. And I watched some stuff about it. And I was very... Mm, just kind of intrigued by the whole the factions and how that works, how you can approach certain uh, situations in various ways, how you can basically shape the story in interesting ways and how it also like um, kind of, yeah. makes you like it immerses you in a certain way. I don't remember all the details because it's been probably a year. <laughs> So um, when did Gothic Three come out? Do you remember? It was like two thousand eight, maybe. Yeah, something. Seven, seven, eight. I know I was studying already, but it was my first year of studying, so it must have been like two thousand seven, hmm. eight. I mean, two thousand seven studying only had like two months. So. I'm sure. I'm sure Friedrich knows. Yes, Friedrich, do you know? <laughs> okay, not. Uh. Yeah, so my Gothic 3 story. Um, when you finished, can I interject? I was hoping I would remember what this was, that the thing that interested me so much. But I don't, I, I don't. I have to look at my various usual suspects who were talking about this game, where I was just like, wow, this is really cool. This is like a really me approach to a game. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which usually means I am interested, but I don't want to play. <laughs> well, just describe your games, yeah. Uh, that the uh, snapper suddenly have arms. Yeah, that was a problem. But uh, I think so. Two stories to Gothic Three from my side. So first one, this was the first time I really recognized. Uh, female representation or the lack thereof in games. <laughs> so in Gothic 3 um, I found two character models I think for, for female uh, people. So the one where like I think whatever they wear, I don't know um, I don't know what faction they wear but they were only uh, in and around the um, the houses of the other characters and they had a broom and they were cleaning that was the one character model <laughs> and the other one were slave uh, dancers exotic dancers and that were the only females in the whole game housewives and er erotic dancers and the second my second story we um, probably should have started with the second one because it's less interesting. <laughs> but that's uh, okay. So I had fun with the game. Uh, I really, I really uh, fought my way through it. I guess so. I'm not sure if fun is the right word, but um, when I had like enough of the faction, I had to kill the the, the king of the one city. Mm -hmm. So I went to the city, and the guard said. 
oh, if you want to get in here, you have to do this and that. And I was like, oh no, that's, I know what, what this is going to start. <laughs> it's going to be like a whole lot of quests before I can get into the city. And I only want to kill one guy. And I, I walked around the city and at the one side of the city was like this, um, this mountain. And I just like walked away and jumped and you know like gothic 1 and 2 as well and gothic 3 too you could just like glitch your way up more or less if you knew which which um like yeah when you have like two things that are too steep yeah too steep but you can. could kind of walk in the middle of them sort of thing exactly you knew like uh, if it's like this i can walk up and then i can jump to the next one and I, I glitched my way up there jumped directly on the castle of the king <laughs> went in there the, the guards were like what are you doing here and i just killed the king and then i teleported out <clears throat> and that was my experience with gothic 3 i liked it <laughs> it's nice that it worked because i think in the previous games the castle wasn't actually loaded and unless you walked in Ooh. yeah i mean i had to, to jump up and then fall down in the city and then walk in the castle but I'm sure they, they had like one huge world. I think that was like one of the features. Or maybe I'm misremembering that. I just think at some point in Gothic 2, I was standing up at a mountain looking down on the, on the, yeah, the fort, the castle basically mm. that from the first one that has now been, you know, surrounded by orcs and stuff. And it was just like right, yeah. place, uh, like really rudimentary um, models and stuff. So it was not like properly loaded. And so I was just wondering if that, if that would have worked there, if you had like, I mean, the height that I was looking at was pretty far, but if I could have survived that with a god mode or whatever, I'm not sure if there would have been people in there. Like it's the outside of the map kind of thing right. I would have thought. Or that was, or maybe that was uh, when the when the, when the gates were closed because sometime at the game um, they shut you out. Mm. And I think maybe that was then because obviously there was no loading screen like walking into that thing. Hmm. But that, that was something that intrigued me, like how they uh, managed the... Because I'm always interested in how an open world works. Because I find that so hard to wrap my head around, even though I'm learning more about it now, that you exchange the meshes depending on what you're looking at. And how... There was a really good GDC talk about um, that, that thing where you're in a forest and you're kind of the... Thruster forest? What is that called? You're like in a forest and you, you're in a in a watchtower and then it's a kind of a walking simulator. It's, it, it was a game of Firewatch? Yes, Firewatch. Uh, there was a really cool talk uh, by the Firewatch people on how they do that mm -hmm. open world. And that's where I first learned that it's like you actually have to like do a whole mess of programming to create this thing like where are the sidelines where mm -hmm. do you see what when so that you can exchange the models as you need it and you use really low polygon stuff when it's in the distance mm -hmm. and then as soon as you then you're being guided through like pathways where you can't see that so that they can exchange it and load it at runtime wow and stuff like that so i'm that's crazy yeah. so i thought that was always really interesting because when you play gothic one you see like that when you look at the forest, mm -hmm. you see some trees and everything's black in between. Then you realize it's an image that gets faded out as you get closer so that you're actually in the forest. So it's like things like this or like looking at the castle and seeing it's like really just 
a cube with a cylinder on it to have the tower <laughs> with some text up because it's far enough away that you don't need to load the proper thing and that's yeah. ah, that's fascinating to me what is Friedrich saying? I remember a question round with Bjorn no, Pankratz. That's Jana again. Oh, that's it. I get... Why are these names in the same color? That is confusing to me. I don't read the name every time. I just look at the color. <laughs> um, with Bjorn Pankratz from Piranha Bytes. One player asked him if there would be more women in Alex or if it would be a men's world again. And he clearly empathized under applause. That it would be a man's world. Well, that is sadly not surprising. Well, it is a man's world, so it's just being realistic, you know? Oh, yes, no, women don't exist. <laughs> uh, uh, that, was, oh, that, was, that reminds me of a fun situation uh, when I was in South Africa the first time with the game mixer and stuff, and we were visiting a studio called Robot Wizard, I think. And they were working on, a, on an adventure game that looked kind of cool, but um, was a, a typical adventure game made by guys. So um, Linda from... What, what do you mean with adventure game? Point and click. Point and click, yeah. okay. Uh, it looked cool. I forget what it was. It was something with a J. Um, and Linda from The Good Evil, mm -hmm. you know too? No, but I'm just pretending so we can continue. But she's on the board of games, so maybe you've seen her there. <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, and she was asking about uh, female representation so bad. Uh, because yeah. only there were only male characters, and then there was one woman who was like ironically sexualized, you know, like giant boobs and stuff, because that's uh, ironic. But it was the only woman they had. So she was asking about that, and he was like making excuses and stuff. And then I uh, asked, like, um, so do you have any positive? Um, representation of women in the game and I was I was actually genuinely asking mm. I was like one of those moments where I was like okay he was explaining a lot why this character was made the way it is yeah, yeah. and I was like okay I get it which would be fine if there's other characters and so I was just asking so do you have any because they were only showing us a shot but so do you have any positive and <laughs> I just I realized after that that may have been well I don't regret it or anything, but I just re realized that it, it may have been a challenging question because the guys, question, yeah. because the people around me started laughing at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a fun. But what did, did he say? Did he say no? Like he was, he was swimming, um, okay. and didn't really give much of an answer to that. Um, this actually, uh, they put out a vlog about the development process mm. and I was heavily featured in that because I made friends with the camera guy. That <laughs> 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 mm. was a good time. So much good times. Um, Jana says, this time it is Jana, considering that his wife Jenna was writing the story too. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. I, I don't know. I don't... I guess... I don't know. Like, women live in the same society as we men do. So I think representation, you know, you have to be conscious about it. If you just create something like this, you, I don't, I wouldn't put it on, on like Jennifer for that. But yeah, I mean, and there is you, also you do this... know like that if you have like female characters, you have to animate them completely different. <laughs> the ah, the Ubisoft excuse. Yes, yes, yes. yes. 
too hard. Females are still too hard for video games. Mm. Which I mean, I do feel bad that we did, that like in the wizard we don't have any female characters. But on the other hand, it's it's tough because we are both like wild white males and we are not really in a position to write female characters. I mean, I don't I don't have any problem with uh, writing female characters. How well I do it, it is for other people to decide. Well, you but should have. I feel. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the wizard is a very specifically. Uh, it would be. I feel like it would make the wizard weird if one of the characters was a woman because it's like a very. We've talked about this. Like you, yeah. you said this to me once. Like why actually aren't why are we doing the same thing? Why isn't Kevin when we have a woman? Just three characters, but they're all male, kind of like well, the demon you could argue. Yeah, but they're also all a certain kind of dumb. Mm together that I feel like would make it worse if suddenly that was like one of the hooks is that Kevin is incredibly vain and into his yeah, appearance and if that suddenly was a woman that would be like making a weird statement about women and they are superficially yeah. out yeah true um, so I feel like this is but I never argued for Kevin to be a woman I thought like maybe we can do like the professor female or something like that just to to but yeah but that would be kind of false diversity because it doesn't really add much to the story and yeah, but it would change the story as i said to me this is like a very specific kind of hmm. dumbness that they all have like hmm. also the professor also how he interacts with him hmm. is like in a very limited and kind of dumb in a fun dumb way you know yeah. but it, i feel like it would change significantly and you would have to do more with it and like i mean it's a really basic yeah. story <laughs> yeah so in this case i am i am not worried about that because it's it needs to be men who are this done <laughs> in this particular case this is one yeah. of those stories but i actually have been thinking why have i been thinking about this earlier i was thinking about till last light and how actually how much I love that game for all the cool stuff that it's doing. <laughs> it's not exist. Not yet, but the yeah. concept is awesome. Yeah. The idea, the story that we have. Oh, I think I was thinking about characters and kind of going through my stuff, uh, thinking about where I kind of neglected that part. Mm. But I feel like in TLL, it's very actually characterized and it's really built around, it's a character arc, that whole story that we... It is not a plot thing where accidentally a character runs around, but it's like really a coming of age story for that specific character. But it does feel like an accident, like the whole story. It happened came. accidentally because we had no plan, but and we had like well, what did we do? Like we had like one week where we just every day we went out in the garden of your parents' yeah. house and then <laughs> yes. we sat down with pencil and paper and just thought about what the story could be. And somehow the result was pretty cool. I mean, for us at least, we'll we'll see if this game. I actually think it's the, a really good the light of day. We'll the see. the bones of the story, I think, are really really solid. And of course, um, as we flesh it out, you know, we have to be mindful and stuff. But the bones of it are excellent, I would <laughs> even say, and they are very much rooted in the character of the lead, which is a young girl actually, and. Of um, of color, yes, which is even more dangerous to dabble in for yeah, people like us. I guess we have your wife now. Could <laughs> she could write it. Help, help us a little bit, at least uh, to not be 
And I think the good thing that happened there, because it started out as, as a really generic, like the first idea I had for it was like a really generic... It was so basic. Wasn't you? Wasn't it even that you thought like all male characters? All male and one damsel in distress. And then you was realized, my very first yeah. idea. And then our um, our artist, when I said, "Okay, can you draw these characters?" He said, "Maybe some of them should be women." And I was like, "Had like, holy shit, yes!" And I'm just repeating what I like, which is problematic. Mm. And I think from that point of trying to do something different. And that is not just copying, but that is actually mindful of these things. And maybe tries to do them different. I think from, from that spun like a really good story that I actually still today, I think like the basics of it, of course we would have to have sensitivity readers and all kinds of stuff. Or maybe yeah. bring in writers of color to work on this with us because in my head this is like a $200 million production, what I want to do with this. You know, it's, it's supposed to be Mass Effect. Three parts. Uh, well, <laughs> the new game... <laughs> <laughs> but there are hardly any limits with the new game uh, funding. So. Oh, nice. Yes, let's take all the 50 million for four years and then we have it. <laughs> yes. Sure, <laughs> we, can, sure we can do that. Um, Maybe Yana can help. Yes. And from that... But I think from that thing of breaking with what we know mm. and trying... There came like a really solid story that... I'm not even like even revisiting like a lot of uncomfortable stuff that I fought inside over the years. This is mm. never one of them because I feel like in its bones it's like really solid. There's something very empathetic and here we try to really try to do good, and we I think also like the cooperation, like writing it together, really helped. Mm -hmm. uh, that that would be a really cool. I hope we get to make this in some form someday because I just love this story and I need to see it mm. made real. I mean, if nothing works out, you might have to write like a series of books about it. That's okay. I can do that. And then maybe when those books are super successful, then we get the funding to make a game. Okay, let's start Well, first we get to make a movie, then that's going to be a super big franchise, and then I get to make a spin-off game that is... What? How about you make the movie, I make the game? No. We, well... I think we both want to do the movie and the game, right? Well, you do the gameplay programming, and I do the story. So yeah. That's, that's our... What are you trying to do with the movie, then? Um, do the paperwork? <laughs> <laughs> oh my so well, what's happening still like me then I will do that <laughs> okay Yana saying I think not every game needs female representation exactly well not in a way of I'm against it I'm just you know in terms of wizard is what I meant yes but if you try to rebuild society uh, build certain world you must have Women that should have the same depth your male characters have. I mean, I think like Gothic yes. One didn't have any females, right? But uh, it, also kind of, it kind of makes sense because they are all like it's like one prison colony, and obviously they would like undermine, as like take all the women as slaves. I, I think like this would make sense, but at, at, as soon as you have an open world, you can't do that anymore. Okay, I hear what you're saying. There is gender separation in prisons and stuff, but that 
the female representation they did get was that they would send in slaves with other goods is like really grossly objectifying so that it makes any kind of justification still pretty gross. Why would they send in slaves anyway? I mean, now, that was sort of payment for the ore that they sent out. Oh, they right. used slave women to pay for the labor that they did in the prison. <laughs> but I guess That's, you could like uh, frame it as really yeah, sex slaves. Yeah, really bad. And then it would be okay, maybe. Just mm. how, just like There's to no justification how bad the world no, is. Don't even. Why are you trying? Stop trying to to justify this. I'm sorry. I'm just. <laughs> I, I've I've realized like in the last. Maybe we will talk about that more. Like mm. how much problematic stuff I internalized. I have internalized. Yeah. Mm. Like all the the conspiracy stuff really. I mean, I love conspiracies and I loved it for quite a while, but I'm now realizing more and more how far the, they have pushed me to the right. Mm. Just with my internalized, this is how the world works. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe we can just go in it right now. Um, uh, Let me just quickly read that yeah, comment. I, uh, that I feel games like Witcher 3 handles all those things relatively well, mm -hmm. considering the first game with the sex cards. Yes. <clears throat> and there is a Gothic 1 fan mod about one of these slave girls, though. It's really good. The <clears throat> liar or something. Oh? Ah, I heard that too. Right. I will have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, so Gothic 1, uh, I mean, uh, Gothic 1, Witcher 1, I love it. The Witcher one, mm -hmm. but I felt. Can you bring me a new beer? Ah, oh, if I must. <laughs> uh, I felt so bad. Uh, it was just awkward that they had this. This. Um, if you sleep with a woman, you get a card of her, like half naked or essentially pushing her boobs up or whatever. Ah, oh, it was so. I don't know what to call it. I mean, like. Awkward. Um, Awkward. I mean, like, you're trying to tell, like, for example, your girlfriend, ah, I have this great game, it's like an RPG epic, like, cool characters, and then uh, if you sleep with, like, you can sleep with a lot of women, and you get, like, cards of them, and they're naked, well, and then you can collect awesome. them all. <laughs> I never got that about. I mean, I, I, I've read, like, the books, the Witcher books, um, or at least most of them. I think, I, I read, yeah, I think most of them, and, yeah. It's like that? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's like the eternal bachelor. I mean, he's ripped. He can't get uh, people pregnant because uh, he's neutered. Mm. And I mean, he's really suffering. And obviously, he gets into town as mm -hmm. this outsider, yeah. which is basically he's known as a mutant. Uh -huh. And so, but he looks like, um, I don't know. It's it's this whole Twilight thing, like the vampire. He looks just great, so I I, I get like how uh, women would be attracted to him, and he would ha get a lot of sex, and I would under and I understand that uh, he could have sex, like to um, get over maybe the bad feeling he has as being a mutant and outside of. Like I get that kinda. Mm. But in the books, I mean, in the books, it's kind of uh, awkward as well. But then making a mechanic in a game where you collect the cards is just overboard. I mean, the books arguably could be too much. 
I'm really the wrong person to ask. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, mechanically, this is always difficult. Like even like Mass uh, Effect. Yeah, I mean, Mass Effect is obviously one of my favorite series, original trilogy. At least I haven't played Andromeda. No. Um, but this kind of say the right things to get a certain result kind of thing oh, that's yeah. always a little bit weird or like the the um the right presence mm. you have to find in the world just the right presence. Oh, that was in dragon age yeah you if you had a certain present then they would get like plus 10 they like you or shit like it, that. isn't it <laughs> like in, in this uh like what's the, the game that people were playing in corona times so much animal crossing animal crossing there you also you you make friends with gifts as mm -hmm. far as i know and i get it that's how you that's a mechanic you can implement in your game but it's just that's not what friendship is and it's really um i think unhealthy to to produce an image of friendship like that especially for like troubled people like myself who have it it certainly needs to be contextualized in some way like i understand that games are by nature mechanical you're not playing a game to like have the same boring stuff happen that happens in real life, right? You play like sort of a movie, although in the movie, you know, at least there's a pretense that this is mm -hmm. happening, at least if it's well written, that these characters actually like each other for actual reasons and that I buy your affection with gifts and stuff. Yeah. And I buy some sex with that affection. It's uh, yeah, it is... because it really it reinforces this idea of if you do enough for that female, she will give you sex as a thank you. And that's what that's how this works. This this mis this is what insults or nice mm. guys think how yes. the world works on this mechanical level. So of course we don't refer to women as females yeah exactly yeah i did that because <laughs> yes that's why i'm contextualizing yeah. thank it thank you thank you so, so people is... don't misunderstand what i uh, i mean i i really if i read in any uh, like, comment yeah. female that yeah, I... i'm not saying it too <laughs> yeah yeah and also saying i think the friendship mechanic you mean is stardew valley i guess they i haven't played it far enough to know this um but yeah, I've, I've noticed it in Bioware games. And in a way, I understand this because you can't really make this... Because real relationships are messy and complicated and you can't replicate it in a game to that degree. Which would be fine if we understood that this was not a model of how life works. Yeah. Um, I mean, it works better like in, in... Was it all in Dragon Age, I think? Where your decisions really affect your followers as well and if you do like the right decision they will like you if you do the wrong decision they will hate you for that and they that do makes that sense. a little bit but they they were actually worse than mass effect because i so what was the what was we're, her we're name talk, we're talking end? about dragon age origins that's the first one right yeah yes what was the Morrigan something was the yeah. witchy woman Morrigan. so i had played the game maybe an hour and could already find all the right things to say and all the right gifts to get her to a plus 100 or to a plus 90 at least mm. like and the next time we were at the camp so within the first hour i had already banged her and later i would bang the other one the leilani or whatever the red hair yeah mm. lillian something like that it was something with an l it's and been, it's been a while. it was it was so 
purely mechanical of I'm buying your affection and buying sex through yeah. that. Especially and that you can just go to the other person right after. I mean, that's the thing that I sort of appreciate, even though it has the same core problem, because I think that's just a problem of games. But um, in Mass Effect... we're trying to, to, to map that on mechanics. Mm. Yeah. And that's what a game is. A game is mechanics. And I think that's the inherent problem. Um, I would say not necessarily, but yeah, we have come to a very mechanical understanding of games. I think there is more room, but it's not as easy to build and understand as the mechanics. But I have also, like, I'm on my third beer, so please, <laughs> people keep that in mind. No, I'm just thinking in terms of uh, what is satisfying to play, what people want to play. Is games are always sort of wish fulfillment because nobody... Re I mean, well, I, I not, guess... not your games. <laughs> no, they're horrible. <laughs> um, but usually, or at least the big ones, are sort of wish fulfillment. You're kind of a hero and all I'd that stuff. Mo most most popular games. I think that would be fair. Uh, of course, games that break that are very interesting, but also games that I don't necessarily want to play. <laughs> it's just a weird paradox there. I think that there's still a lot of games who don't do it. I don't like like generalization with games, because games as medium is really diverse. Yeah, even sure. the popular ones. And what I'm thinking of is, so imagine you're playing Mass Effect, where I think this was handled better because it happens over the course of the entire game. You mm -hmm. don't do this in the first hour. Yeah. It happens in the story as you connect more with the characters. Yeah. Of course, by saying the right things, if you want. But maybe you mean them. Yeah. So maybe that's fine. Or maybe that's the best we can do with mechanics. I, had a, I really had less of a problem with this in, in the Mass Effect. No, it was fairly it was good, like but the, it's still there. It's just all I'm saying. I think the the most problem. <laughs> I mean, what I really struggled with, was like seeing the sex scenes. Mm -hmm. I don't really. Uh, it was just like so awkward. No, I actually really liked them because they didn't show anything. They were sort of m more mood than. That's what I felt with no, I Dragon Age. I didn't example. get that mood. <laughs> With Dragon Age, for example, it felt more like a porn because it was all like very male gaze or on the boobs while oh, she was naked okay. because under her naked armor where she has like just metal and no bra, suddenly she was wearing like a lace bra during the sex scenes and stuff and it would be like, oh, she's riding him and you look up and stuff. And in Mass Effect, it feels like you see like a couple of, you see the arms, you see like a shot of a leg and something. It was really interesting. nicely so, done. So in, in Mass Effect, they, they broke like the first person view? But they always do. You play that game like a movie. Is it third so person? Uh, it is third person, and in any dialogue, you always have the shot, reverse it's shot. It's both third person, right? Dragon Age was, was also third person. Yes, but Dragon Age was more removed. Like, you had... It's, you could most scroll of the time, in. It's, it's like more like isometric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, right, right. But then, in the sex scene, you are... No, you're watching it like a movie. That was the thing, right? In both of these. Okay. It was like a montage. Because you, you said like looking, looking up. I thought like maybe it's first no, The person. shot was designed this way. That's why I'm saying it has... I think in, in Dragon Age I didn't have sex with anyone. Because oh. it always felt like weird. Hmm. <laughs> because I... Especially like I... I remember that, that I could have done it with like Morrigan. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't really know her. And I felt <laughs> like... Uh, I don't know if I'm ready for this commitment. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> uh... Yeah, that was also weird. I managed to romance both, but they wouldn't acknowledge that at all. Nice. So I got 
all the scenes <laughs> and they were like in the same camp like a couple meters away from each other <laughs> um I know, but what I was thinking is, uh, so Mass Effect is for me the best example of how this type of relationship building works, mm. but it's still, there's still a problematic element, but there is, um, yes, it does take time. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something profound and very insightful. Mm. I'm sure of it. And I've been... <laughs> I've been diverted from that point for so long. Do so, I even remember it still? I'm sure, it's my. Sometimes point. I just keep talking until it comes back to me, and that works for me occasionally. <laughs> I've recognized that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I want to say about those relationships? And about did I want to speak about the sex scenes? Was it about sex or was it about the relationship? I guess I made it all about sex again. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't remember. I just know I like the game. I know it's still a little bit problematic, but I kind of appreciate the characters because they're really good. What I don't appreciate, because actually my favorite character is the uh, well, the Femme favorite Femshep to play, but it's her the options female shepherd in Mass Effect. For yeah, it's the people who are unaware. Yeah, and because you have, you have the choice, it's, yeah, you can play the man or the woman. Uh, hero, if you want. Always play the man. Make him look like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mine looks a little bit like ah, what's his name? I'm gonna look that up. But uh, for next time, Adam Driver. But uh, no, <laughs> um, it. I actually played a black character. That just kind of played with the character creation. So I've, I've only ever so played digital black blackface. No. <laughs> I know. It was not me. I'm just playing that black character ruling the unit. You know. Oh, okay. And um, he looks like a guy who I've seen in a bunch of movies. I don't think I've ever seen him as a lead, but as a very, very handsome sort of love interest. I think he was a teacher in the series I watched. No, I don't remember what it was. Um, but yes, yeah, so... B.A. from the 18? No. Okay. I didn't enjoy the game team. Um, but what I did also not enjoy in Mass Effect is that the romance options for Femship, the only acceptable one, is Liara. Because the other guy, Caden or what his name is, is so boring and they were so pushing me to like him. Like, I would always be like, oh fuck no, I don't want to talk to you. That's the boring guy. That's the guy, right? You can leave behind. Yeah. I always I let him do it. Yeah, Every course. time. Always Ashley, even though she's a racist. So Ashley, the other one? A racist. She's a terrible racist. Yes, she doesn't like uh, aliens at all. Oh. Uh, well, I don't know. She's very racist. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a while. It's <laughs> hope that's a problem. But still, memory. at least that's a character. And the other one is so dull and uninteresting. Like, how... I mean, I guess it was a mostly male writer's room, they, so maybe they didn't know how to write a love interest for a woman. <laughs> that was so boring. And I hated him. And every time I talked to a character, I would all be like, huh? You and Caden? Huh? How's that going? <laughs> I was like, ew, no, fuck no. And I didn't have the option to say, ooh, fuck no. They just assumed 
that that was just how I was going to play this, or that it was one of the yeah. viable options, even though I never, I always shut everything down that he said, and they still kind of pushed that. Hated that. But Weird. what I really liked while I'm ranting about Mass Effect and the second part, like if I love the Liara romance arc over the three games, hmm. it's the best one. They're just objectively the best one. Okay. And in the second one, if in the second one you choose not to romance any of the other characters, and you have been in a relationship with Liara in the first one, well, first of all, it's really cool that if you do romance someone, you had a relationship in the third one, you got maybe confronted about it. <laughs> that was nice. That's but cool. also, if in the second one you don't do nothing, you have, when the romance scene is supposed to come, you're in your quarters looking at a picture of her just missing her. And it's just such a subtle... That's sweet. Beautiful moment. I oh, I'm getting I'm getting chills. Just yeah, <laughs> ooh, good stuff. But could you also romance like uh, what was his name? Garrett, the alien dude. Yes, uh, from the second one. Ah, second one only. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think like people like were protesting that they wanted to. Yeah, yeah, they loved him, and also like Tali. That was also one of my favorite characters. You could of also course. only romance it. In the first one, you only have like one human option mm -hmm. and Liara. Like, she's bisexual, so you can uh, choose to uh, yeah. romance her from either side. And that already saying that, you can sort of hear where the problem lies with that. That you can use this character sort of like. Yeah, I always, I always <laughs> found that weird. Wasn't it, like, isn't it in Dragon Age as well that, like, a lot of the characters are bisexual? Uh, some of them. More. There was this white-haired elf. Not all. So not all. There's, thought, there's, thought, there's like, a couple. Like, I because think that would be like the easy option, like just make all of the characters bisexual and then you could have like... I think they did that in two or three. Yeah. There was an outrage that suddenly yeah. everyone's bisexual. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the first one it was <laughs> the pirate woman. But of course it was like the wrong uh, outrage again. It was the white Of course it was... No! <laughs> yeah, that is perfect. I feel yeah. like that's perfectly fine because... I think it's lazy. Um, because I actually think they aren't bisexual anymore. If you just make them like play things for your player, I mean, no, I guess it's 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 still a game, but I kind of I, I hear them, what you are saying. I want them to be characters like set in this world, and then I come in and not like just playing for me, like just you know. I don't want the world to be made just for me. I want to have a, a world and then come into that. Well, I think like they're. In that uh, particular instance, there is, well, we see the magic behind the curtain. Because I think what they did, they didn't say they're bisexual, but depending on what gender you play, they're either gay or straight. Hmm. And of course, if you replay the game, they're like, oh, wow, now they're into me too. That means they're bisexual. But it was basically like they're, that was there. I, I read about this stuff when that happened like six years ago when hmm. that outrage was. Um, that their thing was they are not canonically bisexual, not all of them, that some of them are, but some of them are just this orientation uh, based on what you choose. And I know that's like a small distinction, but it's also, I feel like an interesting one that kind of the game, well, of course the game changes depending on what you, who you play. Yeah, but there's something different, right? If you play the game as Femshep or as the male Shep, Meshep? Anyway. Um, Broshep. Bro, Broshep, of course. Something there is, <laughs> it like, evolves differently. Huh. But I feel weird if the, the world, like, 
uh, changes depending on your gender or on your preferences, I guess, because uh, I don't know. It just breaks oh. my, my, my idea of the world. Because I want the world to be like fixed. I want to be, this is the world. And but then, it is fixed if you are fixed. I guess, yeah. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird uh, problem, yeah, obviously. Because if I don't play like both characters, I will never really <laughs> experience the problem. If I want to play a female and I still can romance with my favorite character, maybe that should be a pro. And yeah. Let's just uh, chalk that up to weird problems Jan has with okay. her stuff. Yes. So the Red Kings have to go. Oh. Um, yes. Bye, have guys. Have a nice weekend. Thanks too. for watching. I think. And I think we have been talking for 20 minutes longer than we usually do. So oh, let's yeah. get quickly to that, to that thing for oh, next time. We have an announcement. Sort of, yes. A sort of announcement. Um, we have two. One he knows and one I only know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. Which one should we do first? Let's do that. Uh, my one first. Okay. My, my, mine first. Right. So, I um, I was I was reminded of a game mm -hmm. I loved. Mm. Um, it's an old game, so maybe you've heard of it. It's called Clonk. That's C L O N K. Mm. Clonk. And it's kind of like Terraria back in the day. It's again, it's an old game. And it has modding support, so there are lots of game modes like Clunk Arena, which is a Quake Arena stuff kind of thing. And you can play it uh, co-op on one keyboard. It is hell of awkward to play. And I want to challenge you <laughs> to do a stream uh, with us both playing uh, the different games that we can. My brother still has the backup of Clunk with uh, lots of mods, and I will... Uh, let him send me this, and then uh, we will do that. But it will probably not be a, a regular stream, I guess. Let's make make it. It's a, a one-off, isn't it? Yeah. So let let's make one-off stream like in in the week, um, some sometime in the week. All right. So be excited for that. And the other thing that we are gonna start now, and I guess gonna have to post places. Yeah. So. We thought, because we have been talking about this, challenging each other to play games that we think the other person should play for a while. And what we want to do is what I'm calling, on my own accord, reverse game jam, kinda. <laughs> so the plan is to basically, we are gonna do a kind of game jam where we select a theme. You can vote on that theme. And then we are going to pick a game according to the theme that, uh, theme each, one. that each one is going to pick a game that we know, that we have, that we like, or whatever. Um, just a game that we think fits the theme that we want the other person to play. And then, you know, we'll we're going to play it and then we're going to talk about it. And most likely we're going to stream yes. playing the game as well. On, on our, our personal accounts, personal accounts which is Crabatorium and Just Hackenstein? Yeah, Just Hackenstein. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, Hackenstein and um, Crematorium, we will play and stream the games, and then on next Friday, I we'll guess, talk about it. we'll talk about our well, experiences, but can we do that this week? Or? No, no, the way this is going to work. I'm going to generate a bunch of words now. Mm -hmm. I already checked, it's going to generate 10. I think we should pick three, 
Okay. Then we put them up for vote for the next week. And then next week, we decide what the topic is and challenge each other to the game that we want the other to play. And then basically in two weeks, we're going to talk about the game. Okay, but we should probably like select the names before so we can prepare and have the game ready on, on Friday. So we can say, you go and play this game. And not think of it on the, on the spot, right? Yes. So I guess we can close the voting on Fridays. Mm -hmm. Then we know what the theme is. Look what the other... What we want to do. And then in the stream, we're going to announce the theme. And then going to tell each other what we've picked. Yeah. And then we're going to play that. And then the week after that, we're going to talk about it. And of course, every time there's going to be a new vote for the next topic for the next week. So this is the... Very complicated explanation of so, reverse game terms, kind of. It's more complicated <laughs> sounding than it actually is. So we, we have a couple of cool words. You're going to vote. We're going to uh, select games fitting to these. And then uh, yes. I'm thinking we're just going to go for it and figure out the rules as we play. Yeah. <laughs> how, you know, how, how playing games is done. Right? Yeah. And making games for that matter. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to run... The theme generator by Gunnar Clovis. Thanks, Gunnar. I feel like you've commented. Did he? Wait, let me quickly check who this person is because I feel like he. Oh, I know him. I have to take a piss. But... Okay, we're almost done. Oh, yes, I know this person. He commented on either TLL <laughs> or The Wizard. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so these are the topics we have. What three do we want to pick? Fly, pandemic. I think we need to take pandemic. We need to. <laughs> uh, fly pandemic, arrow camera, turn a bug into a feature, all publicity is good publicity, <laughs> refusal of the return, middle way, non-Euclidean geometry. What? I want to use that. Stuck together, Myers-Briggs personality types. Okay, so we need just one more, right? Non-Euclidean, pandemic, and? And one more. Uh, if you guys are still in chat, you can... Uh, nah, say something and then they had to go. maybe pick that. Let me check if anyone there. else. Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, so. <sighs> hmm. Let's go the middle way. <laughs> middle way. <laughs> That's actually perfect. Okay. So, pandemic, the middle way, and non Euclidean geometry. These are going to be up for vote. I'm going to write a post on Twitter and Facebook, and then I guess people can just... I think you can do a vote even on, on Twitter, right? I have to check because I think they're only for two days usually, 48 oh, okay. hours. Um, but yeah, let's see. I'm sure we can get some people to... And, right and next time we better do this earlier so someone's still in the chat to see it. <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, right now, I guess my wife is going to decide what we're going to do because she's the one who's actually going to see it and the rest is <laughs> up in the air. So you have good chances, babe. So. Pick wisely in <laughs> Bali. <laughs> yes. Don't feel, you know, pressure to pick the one that I wanted. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prove that you're your own person by picking mine. <laughs> or choose the middle way. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun stream. I don't know if it's because of the drinking or just that the topics were really nice today, but it was really... I mean, I noticed it. I noticed that we were going over time, but uh, I didn't want to stop. So I was just like, you know, let's do this extra half hour. I noticed that we were, t we were talking about any of the points I wrote down for this week. And I Maybe felt like it's fine. 
Maybe that's what we need to do. Just let it go. All right. So we will see you next time, I believe. At the latest. At the latest. Do vote if you can. Yes. Your, um, Just write us anywhere. Let us know. Text me. Whatever. You know. Pandemic, middle way, non-Euclidean geometry. You can say geometry if you don't remember the first part. <laughs> and yes, so thanks Thank for you. watching. <laughs> and yeah, have a nice week. We will see you. Wait, do we have do we have an outro again? I I wanted to put one in, but I forgot because there is. Um, do we do Belarus again? They still. Do I still have problems? it? Uh, right now, I don't. Oh, let's do this, this, this one, right? Just okay, the... then I put this one. Wait. Is wait. this how I did this? Yeah. With the... That looks. Wait, let me move I this. I don't think we need our faces there, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm very confused why this looks like that. Is this not the end plug? It is the end plug. Oh, mm -hmm. end plug at my place. Okay. Yes. Ah, right. This is. Uh, there's many things. Oh, this was the support hotline for online harassment. Um, it is not exclusively geared towards uh, game developers, it's for players, it's for anyone really. And it's from anywhere in the USA, so probably... It's run by Feminist Frequency, but it's a really good it's product. Cool. And we want to give a shout out. Yes, because the thing that I actually saved but then forgot to put up is... Um, or maybe I'll try to find it, because it was actually... It was about uh, the homeless crisis, and right now there's... Um, dry season in the US. Oh, okay. So you have... And pandemic. Yeah, it's... Okay, so I'm gonna leave this to you. Yeah, go uh, go pee. <laughs> and I will just talk for a second more. Where do I find my saved stuff? I don't know. Uh, I, I have a feeling you will find it. I will. Yeah, because um, in the US, uh, you know, every year when it gets hot, they have um, the problem with like forest fires and stuff. And uh, there was uh, someone trying to, you know, raise money because uh, obviously the bad air quality from all the fires and stuff is affecting the people, you know, who don't have homes the most. And so they were, uh, they've been doing this. Apparently, this is uh, like the second year they're doing this, um, where they want to donate to a organization called Mask Oakland which yeah which is dealing with this topic so i'm gonna try to put that up real quick so we can have a look at the at the links where you can donate to help yeah to help homeless people breathe a little better while yeah while these Horrible fires are happening. Um, so, here's the link. I'm just gonna fire this up over here, and then I just need to do a quick switcheroo. Um, where do I do the switcheroo? There. Okay, so. Yeah, so the person is called Goldie under, uh, underscore Will. Um, and you have the links for Venmo Cash, it's Goldie Will. And PayPal, it's just goldie at gmail.com. And so you can uh, 
you know, send them money to help. It's specifically geared towards queer and trans people, you know, or like it's at least uh, organized by them. So they're gonna be included in the relief um, efforts. And yeah, I think that's a good thing to help out right now as the situation is becoming more hectic. Um, and yeah, so that is it for us today. Oh, hey, I'm just seeing Riege62 in our chat. Hey, I just know you from Vendesil's stream. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yes, but we're at our end. Have a good day. Ah, there he is. So, ah, goodbye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yes, that is it for this week. Until next one, enough rambling for today. Bye.